Hi folks, Andy here, uh, butting in quickly just to tell you some exciting news about the Outside Xbox and Docs Venture and Outside Extra merch store warehouse sale. That's right, our warehouse where our merch is kept and it's a bit like the warehouse at the end of Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade where they store all of the Arks of the Covenant and deadly religious relics. In there, they moved some boxes around and found some old merch that we thought was lost forever, but it's not. It exists and is on sale for you to buy at drastically discounted prices. That's right. It's up to 70% off. There are some legacy products in there that uh, you maybe thought they were sold out forever, but no, they're there. There's some old Hello Stream stuff, the t-shirts we designed in Jackbox. If you've ever wanted a Lasagna My Dudes t-shirt with a pizza firing guns on it, now is your last chance. It is also the last chance to get your hands on the Oxventurers Guild Moonbeam dice set. They're on there right now. So head on over to store.outsidexbox.com, click on the banner there saying warehouse sale, and you too could get yourself some incredible savings. Uh, So check it out. Thanks for listening. Right, back to the podcast. Oi, what's the best game where you get to eat pie? What's the best game where you play a dead guy? Aye? You'll find out in VG247's podcast. Looks boring. What are you on about? All of their games, they look boring. It doesn't look boring. It looks like you're an assassin on the Isle of Man. But it doesn't have the kind of... Wow. The steampunk quail-based economy is incredible. Yeah, it's boring. <laughs> VG247's Best Games Ever podcast is ostensibly a show about figuring out what the best game in a weirdly specific category is, but it's actually just about petty arguments. You should listen to it. It's good. Is that it? That's the whole promo? Uh, yeah, I was just doing And it. that's supposed to make people subscribe, is it? Yes. Okay, good luck with that. You can find us wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to the Oxventure D&D podcast. It's a D&D podcast, actually, where we listen to not D&D, say what, but to Blades in the Dark for the first time ever. It's a new game. We're joined by a very new and special guest, Luke Westaway. Luke, say hi. Hi, hi, hi. Thank you for joining us. Oh, my goodness. Look at you. Yeah, look at me here. Rosy cheeks, ready to ready to go. Yay. <laughs> All right, let's get into it. So the first episode of uh, Oxventure Blades in the Dark which we'll outline in a second, went out on Outside Extra, that's your YouTube channel, Luke, yep. on the 8th of January, 2021. So it's well over two years old at oh, this point. Oh, gosh, wow. I don't know if it feels <laughs> less long than that or a lot more long than that. Mm, wow, 20... A different time. Gosh, yeah. Okay. Um, so are we going to, what, what do you want to know about Blades in the Dark? I suppose, you know, that we should approach this for, for folks who are, are fans of the podcast but might not know anything about other tabletop systems, right? Yep. That's right. I mean, obviously, I know it inside out. And mm. Luke, being our game, what do we call it in Blades of the Dark? GM. Game master, game, game GM. master. I think. Okay. Yeah. Um, Luke, having been our GM, is the yeah. expert. Uh, if you don't know other tabletop games, then yeah, Luke, take it away. Tell us about Blades in the Dark. What is? Okay, so Blades in the Dark is a tabletop game uh, like D anD. d It is a cooperative fantasy game uh, that players play sort of with with a guiding uh, games master GM hand. Uh, so instead of Johnny running uh, the, the game for, for this one, for these for these Blades in the Dark seasons, I was running it. Um, it is a dark Victorian fantasy crime simulator is probably the best way to put it. It's written by John Harper. It's really, really excellent fun. And the basic premise is that the players form a gang of thieves in this very, very um, murky uh, sort of crime riddled 
Victoriana city. It's quite steampunky and such. Uh, and basically get up to all sorts of heists and other criminal shenanigans. And the game is built around enabling that. So we will explain, you know, how the, 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 the mechanics work and you'll pick everything up as you go along. And don't worry, I think it's actually quite a lot more straightforward than Dungeons and Dragons in terms of rules and stuff. So you will absolutely get it. Uh, but yeah, this was our um, this was our first attempt, basically, at doing a, a kind of spin-off series to to Ox Venture. And yeah, I, c- I couldn't be happy with how it went. And I couldn't be more excited for you, listener, to get to embark on this journey with us, perhaps for the first time, if you didn't if you didn't watch the videos on YouTube. Yep. And this first episode is known as Dead Man's Debt. It includes character introductions yep. for each and every one of the characters, which delightfully includes Johnny as a player this time. Yes. Johnny's character is incredible. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it is. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone's character is incredible. Johnny nailed no, it. No, I know. But you all did. Johnny you absolutely did. nailed it. I think everyone um, nailed uh, characters that are not alike to their um, Dungeons and Dragons Oxventure characters, which I think was the main thing that I was interested in seeing. I think that is a tricky part where we were all trying quite hard to devise something distinct from our original D&D characters. Yeah. But then, you know, everyone has a kind of an archetype that they like sort of trend towards. So I think it's, I think you'll find it interesting that everyone's characters have um, certain similarities and also very obvious differences from their Dungeons and Dragons characters. Yes. Yes. The characters all have something in common with the people who are playing them. I think mm-hmm. so. They're kind of like a degree removed from their uh, Oxventure D and D counterparts. But, you know, they sort of they do have that link because they're all being played by the same person. So, like, you can never escape that. You can see, like, you know, Andy's personality. I can see Andy's real personality in in elements of Corazon and elements of Edvard, his uh, his Blaze in the Dark character. That's true. And, you know, that's that's true for everyone. So, yeah, it was. Mm. But what a a thrill it was to see all these cool new characters come to life. What made you pick Blades in the Dark? Um, Johnny made me pick Blades in the Dark. So oh. the the way the way that this happened, the kind of behind the scenes yeah. story of of this spin off, um, is that uh, I'd been toying with the idea of 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 GMing basically of running a game for a while. And as you may know, Johnny ran a tutorial series for me basically on on the YouTube channel Dicebreaker where they used to work. Um, that was essentially a kind of a guide introduction to 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 the the subtle art of of DMing. And then I DM'd a uh, an Ox Venture. And I kind of had the bug and I thought I'd like to do more of this. So maybe we could do a, a spin-off uh, kind of series. The constraint was that Ox Venture, um, you know, takes a lot of time and it takes a lot of people. So I sort of approached it in the kind of what can we do? How can we do more Ox Venture that doesn't involve all of us all the time? Um, was basically the idea. It would only involve me all the time. And then other people could kind of drop in and out. Uh, and I was talking to Johnny about it and they um, suggested Blades in the Dark um, as just being a sort of excellent game all round, but one that might work particularly well for this sort of episodic idea where, you know, a, a, a given adventure um, doesn't necessarily follow in on from the last adventure. It's kind of a bit more in the kind of X-Files bottle episode mold, mm-hmm. I think. Um, so, yeah, that was the that was that was the that was the thinking behind Blades in the Dark. Right. And the pattern is, although we've got all the players together for this first episode, yeah. after this first episode, you'll find these intimate little two-player, one GM 
episodes, sessions yeah. um, of the podcast over over the next several weeks. Yeah, actually. that's right. Um, for for big moments, there's kind of mid-season moments and finale moments uh, in, in, in both seasons of Blades in the Dark that we did uh, that do feature everyone or, or you know, almost everyone. Um, but for the most part, yeah, they're, they're sort of little episodes featuring just a, a couple of a couple of players, which I really like because you get a little bit more um, sort of personality. Everyone gets everyone gets basically more airtime to themselves. Uh, mm. So a little bit more time to shine. It's also harder. I think um, it, like any tabletop thing, it's harder. It's hard. The game is harder when there are fewer people mm. because, you know, you, you are less of an overwhelming force of superheroes. There's nowhere basically. to hide. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. So, you know, you can't carry a team of two if yeah, you're the yeah. stronger player. So we, there is nowhere to hide for either of you. D&D, I'm very familiar with the feeling of like, well, I can't think of anything clever here, so I'll keep my mouth shut. <laughs> Probably Mike's got something, you know, or, or whatever. <laughs> yeah, um, sure. But yeah, there really is nowhere to hide when there's just two of you. So but, but everyone, everyone acquitted themselves marvellously and came up with some brilliant and extremely funny um, ad- adventures and escapades and twists. So, yeah. Naturally. Also, you've said, I believe, if I'm not misquoting you, that although we are a comedy led, I would say, if that's not too much to help myself to a comedy led, yep. like D&D collective. Yeah. And although Blades in the Dark is funny, I again, wow, I'm really helping myself to some um, <laughs> to some huge self compliments here. But although yep. it's 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 again, comedy led, I think the smaller groups, mm. you know, a duo of players and a mm. single games master does clear the way a little bit for a little bit more pathos a little bit more drama a little bit more kind of like serious but not serious role play yes i know what you mean yeah everyone gets to do a little bit more character development um yes. you know that and that's part of like that's partly the setting you know which is this you know quite intense you come up with like more serious adversaries and and stuff mm. it's partly the system uh which um may all it is is built so that you're kind of always failing forwards uh, essentially um it, it's it's beautifully designed blades in the dark um the, the only dice you use is a is a d6 or as we used to call it dice and um <laughs> only a six only rolling a six is a is a clean success uh one two and three is a failure and four and five is success with a complication which means that like you achieve your goal but something else goes wrong so mm. mathematically there are very few clean runs through Blades in the Dark. It's you have to adapt constantly to these like extra complications that are being added all the time. Um, yes. So yeah, heists are basic. Heists basically start going wrong and then go wronger, and you have to like adapt and, and figure it, it back out from there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pour it back, and and so I think you know that that leads to some more serious and dramatic moments as well, which I love. And six is a success. Yeah. Four and five is a success with a complication. Yep. One is obviously a failure, yeah. but two and three isn't a failure with a benefit, right? No, no. Two, one, two, and three are just fail. Yeah. So that's not symmetrical. There's <laughs> no wonder you're failing all the time. Neither There's definitely not a symmetrical layout of yeah. outcomes. Yeah. yeah. Oh, lovely blades. Mm, lovely blades in the dark. Well, we loved it. We love playing it and we hope hope you enjoy listening to it. I think you're in for a, a splendid time with mm-hmm. some excellent, excellent stories coming out of it. We're going to play you this uh, first session of Blades in the Dark now. So you get to meet everyone's characters. And uh, and then there's a little bit of gameplay after that. And after that, Luke and I will be back to talk all about it. So see you on the other side. Hello. Hey. Hey, hey. hey folks. Welcome along 
to this Ox Venture spin-off. How's everyone feeling? You all look amazing. Spectacular <laughs> spin-off. Spectacular. I like this. I like this spin off where nice. I get told how amazing I look every time. We are doing an Ox Venture spin-off. It is set in Geth, the Geth that you know and love, but across the continent and far in the future. And we are playing Blades in the Dark, which is a brilliant tabletop game where you play as a fledgling gang of criminals, thieves, in our case to be specific. I have made some very, very minor tweaks to the setting and the lore so that it gels a little better with our D&D escapades. But in terms of mechanics, throw your D20s in the bin. Fine, no, them down. This is all throw them away. Out of here. They're gone. The plan is at each episode, two or three of our uh, daring thieves will attempt an audacious score. But as a special treat for the first session, we do have the whole gang here. Is everyone feeling good? Is everyone feeling ready to begin? Yes. To submit yeah. to total immersion? <laughs> yes, okay. I'm feeling completely unprepared, which is a nice feeling. Welcome to the farthest corner of Geth, a great many years in the future. Built where a river meets the sea and cut through with sprawling canals lies the bustling city of Volisport. Uh, the city is a concentration of wealth and of crime and of people and of poverty, and it languishes in uncertainty because magic, which is the unseen force that since time beyond remembering has been the source of all power and knowledge in Geth, appears to be seeping out of the world. That's the point where you all go, oh, good. Oh no, the magic. No, good. I'm trying to look brooding and criminal-like. Do that again, but also more criminal-like. Okay. Like, oh. Oh. So, no, so you've got to say the thing. Appears to be seeping out of the world. Oh. Give us your wallet. Uh, not to worry, though, because oscillatronic inventions powered by spectral energy are appearing on the scene to do some of the heavy lifting once covered by magic. Uh, but also do worry, because this energy source is only available because the city is full of ghosts. Perhaps connected to the state of magic, the spirits of the departed don't seem to actually be departing, and consequently the world is teeming with spirits kept only partially at bay by a huge anti-ghost field that surrounds the city. It is the middle of the day, though it never gets very bright in Volusport. The factories are pumping out smoke, great iron whaling ships are being restocked in the harbour, and in the crowded business district of Night Market, five individuals arrive at an appointed time at a small antique shop, each having been lured to the address by a mysterious letter signed by an Eleanor. And these individuals are... Who wants to go first? I can no go first if you like. You're scared. <laughs> <laughs> Fine. <laughs> go on, Mike. Sure. Uh, hello, I'm Barnaby the Butcher Fortescue the Third uh, at your service. I'm the, the third Barnaby Fortescue, not the third butcher. I'm the first butcher in my family, but the third Barnaby Fortescue. I don't like to brag, but I'm quite wealthy actually, uh, and I thought I'd try this crime thing because it sounds like a bit of a lark actually. Yeah, so looking forward to it. And Barnaby, do you wish to share uh, what was written on the letter that brought you here, or would you rather not? No, 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 no. Gentleman never tells. <laughs> Barnaby is a slide who is a sort of socially manipulative uh, person who's best uh, when they're at a party trying to um, persuade people to do things, coerce people. My name is um, is Casimir Jones. I am a criminal born and bred in Volusport. So uh, I can only assume that I've been called to this uh, this antique shop because they want a criminal. I'm, I'm good at that bit and not much else. So I'm playing as a spider, so uh, my job is to sort of facilitate other people in doing crimes by being better criminals. Not a support class, but more just like like a, a, a sort of puppet master-esque role. But uh, I've made myself very sneaky so I can go to places where I'm not supposed to be. Excellent. And I'm too nervous to do the voice yet, so we'll do that later. A brawny 
brawny hench, as you can see. Uh, Dark-haired woman in an eel-skin vest approaches Night Market. Eleanor's in the Night Market. She is a former prize fighter of some renown. Uh, left left the prize fighting circuit of the city under a cloud amidst rumours of corruption. And she has a large family to support. Lots of cousins and nieces and nephews on her mother's side. And she got a letter about possibly being able to make money by hitting people uh, outside of a prize fighting circuit. Maybe in a way that makes more money for her and less money for uh, the corrupt people um, managing that industry here in Volusport. Zilla is a cutter, more of a hitter, but technically a cutter. <laughs> She's a fighter, a brawler. She likes to wreck stuff. She's quite amiable outside of a fight, but quite bloodthirsty inside of one. I am Edvard Lumiere, and I'm an inventor, a tinkerer, a maker of things that I'm fully confident would be in every household in the city were it not for the machinations of my rival, Amadeus Astor, a base, deceitful fraud who has thwarted me at every turn. In I, my mind, you're already explaining this to everyone else in the street. Yes, <laughs> because it's true, it. and I'll tell you for why. I created Sir, a safe shot. and reliable system for lighting the streets. Astor created a competing <laughs> one and had all my street lamps smashed. I invented a device for talking to people across great distances. He staged a public demonstration where he used one to beat a horse to death, and now everyone thinks they're unsafe. <laughs> we'll edit this with a series of long fades. <laughs> anyway, I come from a family of prosperous merchants. I seem to have run through the family money with my experiments, and I, I need more capital if I'm to continue with my inventions and experiments. Naturally, I need as much possible time as I can get my hands on for my experiments, so I figured a bit of crime would probably bring in the most money in the shortest amount of time. Anyway, that's what the letter I got was about, making money quickly. I am a leech who is a tinkerer a clever saboteur so mechanical things that's my area of expertise i am uh lilith capellanaga and i am from overseas i have transferred here uh to study in the city um to look into ghosts I'm very interested in all the things that are happening with the spirits in the world right now. And uh, yeah, I'm studying a PhD to try and find out what is going on. Um, it's quite I easy to look into fairly... ghosts because they're transparent, right? Like... Hey. <laughs> you look well, them. That's just a little bit of ghost humour. Yeah. <laughs> I'm from a fairly noble family overseas. Um, but while I'm here, I'm trying to, you know, really fend for myself um, and try and pay my own way. Um, and so I got a letter basically being like, would you like some help paying towards your studies? And uh, I thought I'd, you know, and what, what better way to get in up close with seeing all the other ghosts than, you know, following a bunch of criminals around who might attract a few or might, make a few. Might become a ghost. <laughs> yeah. And then you're already friends with them. So yeah, makes yeah. it a lot easier. It's all good. And um, I am a whisper. So I can actually commune with ghosts, which is why I've gone into that uh, line of academia. It's like if you already speak Spanish, taking Spanish at uni. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Nice. Well, this uh, this motley uh, group of um, of individuals is collected in the street outside uh, this antique store. Uh, in fact, you have all gone in because you found the door uh, wide open. There was a sign outside. It said Eleanor's Largely Legal Antiques which was painted on a wooden rocking horse sign. 
Uh, you're all inside now. The the shop is full of bric-a-brac, uh, you know, vases, ornaments, things like that. Standard antiques fair. None of it looks especially valuable, but it is all covered in a, a sort of reasonably thick layer of dust. And the shop is completely empty until, with a terrifying bang, a door that none of you even saw at the back of the room flies open and six uh, figures in long black cloaks hurry past. They are wearing plague masks and you all immediately recognize them as spirit wardens, the wardens of the death sent to collect corpses and dispose of them before they can turn into spirits. And indeed, they are carrying a corpse out of the back room. Uh, you all avoid eye contact with them because that's very bad luck and they rush out of the shop with the corpse. You briefly catch sight of it. It's a sort of portly middle-aged gentleman with white hair and um, <laughs> and a surprised expression. <laughs> and they, uh, they're out the door and they hurry away down the streets, leaving um, that door at the back of the shop slightly ajar. You know, I think probably you could improve on the way they carry those bodies. Some sort of electric sling arrangement. <laughs> I don't know, on wheels maybe? Yeah, if you were to get some kind of electrified cage, you could place the body into that, give that a push, and then it would just sort of find its own way. It's completely lost me, on... friend, but yeah, you do hmm? you do your thing, yeah. Hmm. Yeah, I just thought it was, it was fascinating. Also, I think that guy was dead. What? Yeah. I didn't notice. I didn't even really see. So. It was sort of a secondary thought, but yeah, pretty sure pretty sure he was dead. Hmm. We going in. Anyway, then? should we go in? Ladies yeah. first. You enter the room and the walls are absolutely covered with blueprints, documents, maps. In the corner, um, Edvard, you particularly notice there is a workbench that is um, a wooden workbench stained with uh, alchemicals and containing some equipment. There's like a, a vice and a and uh, some other bits and pieces, clearly some kind of crafting bench. It's quite obvious to you, especially, Casimir, that this is clearly, or was, a thieves' den. Um, is there anything in the room that I can sit on and something I can prop my leg up on? <laughs> yeah, there is. At the crafting table, there is a, uh, there's, there's a, a little stool there. Okay, so I kind of... Casimir uh, walks with a cane. Uh, and on his left leg he has uh, like a big knee brace um, sort of just like it's a big metal thing that keeps the limb straight so he kind of like hobbles over to um, to the stool and sits down grabs like a nearby crate or drum or something and puts his leg up on it and goes Ugh. well this seems familiar you've been here before um, chap no but I've been in countless places like it or back room. Like to wander over to the workbench and start seeing what they've got equipment-wise. Just going through yep. the drawers, seeing what the tools are like. I know is it the maps. It's uh, it's all it's all pretty um, pretty crude stuff. Hmm. Um, uh, Edvard, do you reckon that um, some of the stuff that you've got in your personal collection would be a significant improvement on uh, whatever the thieves were using in this room? As you make yourselves comfortable, you hear uh, the front door to the shop sort of swing open. There's a little bell which goes. Ding, ding, and you hear three sets of footsteps um, come up behind you and moving into the back door. Turning, you see a uh, woman. You would place her in her mid-30s, uh, medium height. She has her hood up, so you can't see too much of her face, but you can see a little bit of white hair sort of poking out. And she is flanked by two absolutely enormous dudes. Uh, and she looks around at you all and surveys the room and says, Well, well, well. 
Hello. Making yourselves comfortable. Yeah, is this where we come to get the, the crime money? Just Crime I, money? Yeah, I just, I would like to... If we could just get to the bit where we do the crime and get the money. It's just I need the money. Quite, quite. How much you got on you? Well, I've not, I've not got any money. That's the point. That's why I'm here. I say. Oh dear. I turn back to the bench. Oh dear, oh dear. Can I pull... She looks around the room again. Um, says, They already taken poor Bilkins. Who oh, there was Bilkins? a there was a dead guy who got carried out. Yeah. Oh, such a shame. I had hoped to pay my respects before he was taken. Probably catch But him. never mind. They weren't going very fast because they didn't have a very technologically advanced way of moving the body. I start sketching up a blueprint. Could I take a closer look at that? Mm, yeah, let me just... Uh, there you go. She looks at it. Um, uh, she does sort of appear genuinely interested. Right, that's committed to memory now. Thank you. And she screws up the piece of paper uh, and drops it on the floor and actually grinds it under her heel, which seems a little unnecessary. Um, she says... Clearly, none of you recognize me, which is a little bit of a shame, but unfortunately, there's something that I need from you all. Can you guess what it is? Uh, a drink? You sound like you could do with a drink, actually. Your voice is a bit funny. Bit funny? Yes. You think it's funny? Yes. The two large dudes step towards you, um, Barnaby. Three, uh, three drinks? She holds, out, she holds out a hand. <laughs> what do you have? Oh, it's a well, it, it, it's a crystal glass full of uh, well, it's beer, but I, you know, I'm not putting my lips on a dirty tankard, so fancy a beer. Pour one out, pour out three. Let's toast our new association. Absolutely, yeah, sure. I'm gonna pour out wait, the drinks. Wait, wait, wait. Cool. E- excuse me, madam. Who are you? Yes. Did you have something to do with these letters? And I wave the letter that I received. I've never seen that before in my life. My name's Pickett. I'm second in command of the Lamp Blacks. Perhaps you've heard of them. Oh, you all yes. have. Uh, they are a very serious and frightening gang that operates out of uh, Crowsfoot, which is a, um, a nearby district full of ne'er-do-wells. You've already met Bilkins. Well, he used to run a, a small operation out of this room. They all seem to have scarpered, though, which is a little bit of a shame because he owed me quite a lot in gambling debts. And as the nearest warm bodies to his place of business, you have now... Inherited that debt. Now, hold on a minute. Congratulations. Wait, wait, wait. Falling into someone else's gambling debts just because we happen to be the closest warm bodies does not seem like a job to me. Seems a bit unfair, doesn't it? Hugely. Yeah. Yeah. And she sort of looks round and goes, Yeah. That's that's life, though, isn't it? Weird how it works. Anyway, 24 hours. He owed me eight coin. I'll meet you back here. I've seen all your faces now. I'll meet you back here. 24 hours. And if you don't have my eight coin, I'll kill you all. She, Bye. You, you don't want the drinks then? She's already downed it. Uh, she's yeah. taken the she's taken the drinks. Um, she monstered it in sort of one impressive <laughs> smooth movement. Right. And she has left. Eight coin, you all are aware, is about like it's a good monthly take for a small business uh, or a very rare luxury item and suddenly you are all in danger, it would seem, of being murdered and... Well, this is the opposite of why I came here. We all got a letter, right? Yeah. Yeah. About making money, not going into debt. Exactly. But what a a great excuse to do some crime, though. Should we do do a crime or two? I mean, yeah, but I want to also find this Eleanor person and get, get... Like, find out. Like, the whole point, I came here... Like to get 
some cash for my for my work and well maybe Eleanor organized this whole thing maybe she's pulling the strings you know maybe it's a test yes mm. oh. yeah paid this, actors this this chap knows what he's talking about is this about. a game to you what you you never heard of the lamp blacks before no no i'm assuming you've never set foot in crow's foot either no it's not really my sort of place but I, you know i'm giving this new thing a go you know got a bit bored Right. Well, you're not going to be bored for the rest of Good. your life. Which, Good. if you don't start taking this more seriously, is going to be very short. Wow. Because Crowsfoot we'll is no joke. The Lamp Blacks are no joke. Ooh. A coin, maybe not to the likes of you, but certainly to people who live like I do, and the people you're going to have to rub shoulders with if you want to give this crime lark a go, that's a lot of money. Yeah. Listen, listen. Nothing bad has ever happened to me in my entire life. I don't think it's going to start hey, now. Hey, hey <laughs> Taurus, what's your name? Barnaby. Yes. Taurus, you. Yeah, hi. You, the butcher. You, you seem Barnaby valued. the butcher. We'll see. How much money do you have? Do you have eight coin? Oh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. But, you know, you've got to keep well, your... job's done then. No, no, no. You've, you got right to keep your, you've got to keep your business se- interests separate. You know, you can't be taking from one pot to put in the other. Maybe you have the money, but uh, not liquid. Yes, well, it's, yeah, it's all tied up in, you know, property mainly. So we're all going to get murdered because your money's tied up in property. We won't get murdered. You're being very dramatic, I think. Would you like a drink? Yes. This is I just a temporary setback. We just need to get the eight coin and then we can carry on with oh, our plan yeah. to get more coins. So we just need to well, figure out how to get the eight coin. I could make um, some kind of coin forging machine. Let me have a look around here. Yeah. <laughs> As you um, uh, as you look around the room, cast your eyes around in desperation, uh, you see that, uh, in fact, it looks like there is some intelligence that is useful here. It particularly catches your eyes, Casimir. Uh, you are able to identify, just from a few blueprints, a uh, rich-picking score from something a little more small fry. And you do notice that, actually, it looks like there are a few opportunities that are of interest. And here they are. The Cab Drivers' Union is hosting their annual week-long convention starting tomorrow. Rumour is the Cleland Company is putting an incredible innovation on display this year. Meanwhile, out at sea, a large iron yacht new to the city has been anchored a short distance out to port for several days. The sounds of revelry can be heard from the shore. But then again, a mysterious artefact was recently acquired at auction by a member of the city council to be placed in her collection at her townhouse. Yeah, pythons. You. Um, he's uh, staring these... straight at, at Zilla. You want to talk to these? Go on then. <laughs> what did you think to this lot? <laughs> um, well, I'm no criminal myself, not by trade, not not originally. Right. How many I'm people rather... do you think you can take in a fight in one go? Oh, I mean, that's not a problem. That's the least of our problems. Least of my mm. problems, anyway. Well, you're the hardened um, criminal. What, what do you think sounds good? Oh, the cab driver's convention. Yeah, I heard they were going to unveil some new invention there. I was actually planning on stopping by myself to see what it was. I understand it's meant to be incredibly valuable. Mm. Does sound like a good target. What does it say about this artifact? The townhouse artifact. What is it? Is there any information about it? You scry uh, the notes a little closer. Casimir, uh, and you see that in fact there is a little bit more written about this uh, mysterious artifact. You find out, for example, uh, that it's um, it's been bought by one Lizette Morriston, 
um, who is a member of the city council. Uh, she has a notable collection of antique toys, and this one actually sold at auction for a little less than expected because it got something of a reputation prior to sale for making those near it feel uneasy. All right, good news and bad news. Mm-hmm. More bad news than good, really, but number one, this thing will be worth a lot. Okay. Based on who uh, who just bought it. Bad news, uh, it appears to be cursed, and the person who just bought it is one of the Council of Six. So, um, high risk, high reward. We're going to be making a real big enemy if we do this one. But we'll almost certainly get at least eight coin. Plus, townhouse. I mean, what sort of security it's easier would to we get be to than a yacht? Right, a yacht is going to be out mm. out at sea. I, I don't know. And much a convention, there are going to be a lot of people around. Whereas Makes a townhouse, it easier to hide. Mm, that's true. Well, am I going to have to talk to cab drivers? If yeah, we do, maybe if we, we should, do the uh, cab driver thing, am I going to have to talk to them? I mean, it's what entirely kind of crime possible. did you imagine you'd be doing? Well, I don't know. Maybe you know. Ones where you get to talk to fancy society. Go to a party, folks, yeah. Um, chat some people, you know, that sort of thing. Should we start him off in the shallow end then? Oh, the yeah. kiddie pool. Yeah, yeah. sounds great. What, sounds great. What do you think, uh, Hood? I can't. I can't make out your face. <laughs> yes, yeah, oh, sorry, sorry. Hi, I'm I'm, I'm Lilith. Sorry. Uh, um, yeah, it, it it really is whether we want to hide in a crowd or hide in the darkness, and it's whatever people feel most comfortable with. I'm not sure. Whether... Are you interested in a cursed artifact? Isn't that what you're after? Yeah, but we want to sell the cursed artifact. You can so look at I it wouldn't... before we sell it for scientific purposes. I mean, I understand that. Um, th- there is a difference between ghosts and cursed artifacts. So it might be not, you know, outside of academic right. circles, you might not understand the difference. That's understandable. But, you know, yeah, it, it's a slightly different uh, kettle of fish. <laughs> I'm not one of those see... ghost whisperers. All right, fine. <laughs> yes, yes. Oh. What's a I ghost mean, it, with it, a kettle it, of fish? <laughs> Unfinished well, go, business. Uh, a lot of fish ghosts. A lot, fish lot in the kettle, of, they yeah, die. more than you'd ghosts imagine. <laughs> more, more things than you would imagine. Um... I'm more likely to run into ghosts at an old townhouse than at a convention centre. Um, uh, you know. I don't know. They just had the martial weapons convention last week. A lot of deaths. Uh, <laughs> yeah, fair Always enough. Always messy, that one. When they start yeah. drinking. How are we going to make coin out of this cab driver's convention? This, this new invention that they're unveiling. You're going to sell it? Worth, well, you, you could sell it. it. Could get the secrets, sell it to competitors. All in sorts of industrial espionage. Yeah, we need the coin by tomorrow. All right. Mm-hmm. I'm. I mean, I'm going to stop by there anyway at some point. Check it out. But I don't. Yeah. I'm. I just need the money. Why don't we go to the townhouse? Mm-hmm. Done. Sounds good to me. Townhouse, it is. All right. Now, in Blades in the Dark, we don't need to do any more planning than that to figure out uh, to jump us into the heist. There are just a couple of uh, oh, tiny no. details I need. What kind of score is this going to be? Uh, here are your options. Okay. Assault, do violence to a target. Deception, lure, trick, or manipulate. Stealth, trespass, unseen. Occult, engage a supernatural power. Social, negotiate, bargain, or persuade. And transport, carry cargo or people through danger, but I think it's unlikely to be that one. This is sounding to me like um, probably a stealth. Uh, Suggesting thing, stealth to me, to certainly. Mm-hmm. Around here. Hmm. I was wondering if it might be... Um... 
social, kind of trying to talk our way in because of mm. um, old uh, Crystal Beer over there. <laughs> there isn't yes. an event or anything on, though. It's a private residence. Oh, balls. Well, so. that's... I would also... I would also just note that, like, you can totally all take sort of different routes of attack. This only describes the main way mm. that you'll be going. Sneaky, feels, sneaky. Going feels sneaky, sneaky to me. Okay, in that case, I need to know the point of infiltration. Well. Servant's entrance. Also, just as a, um, just as a point of interest, uh, I have been working on a few designs um, that I thought might help in the whole crime business. Um, I've got a line launcher that we could probably fire a line, get up onto the roof that way. Just an idea. I don't okay. know much about how these things go down generally. But roof does sound pretty good, actually. Is there like a blueprint on the wall of this townhouse? Do we do we know what it looks like? You don't need to worry about that now. You can okay. worry about that So later. we can assume there is some sort of like roof skylight, you know, window something on the roof it's time to declare how much you're carrying which is your load brilliantly uh blades in the dark does not require you to figure out what you're bringing to a score beforehand mm -hmm. you can go super light which uh you know doesn't look like you're carrying anything on you at all you can go super heavy which makes it very very clear that you are you know like out for war mm. uh and you can kind of go medium in the middle it determines how many things you can carry and you decide at any point what you're carrying but you can only carry so much, so you can only do that so many times. I'm going light because uh, I, I think you can be too prepared for a heist, actually. <laughs> Complicated <laughs> heist. You can be too prepared. That is, a, yeah. that is, such, a, that is such a take, Barnaby. Mm. Um, <laughs> I'm going normal. I have um, some, some tools, but also I've got some, uh, some... Sometimes things need to get wrecked, you know what I mean? Sometimes you've just got a <laughs> yeah. machinery only response. You've invented yeah. an automatic wrecking machine. <laughs> Sometimes machinery only responds to a whack with a spanner, I found. So. You don't have to tell me yet what you're carrying, Edvard. No, I know, I'm just um, um, explaining why I have a normal size load. I've got a few things with me. All right. Love it. Uh, Zilla, what I'm do you in, got? I'm in rear with the gear. So I've got a huge pack of, uh, well, you don't need to know what's in there, but I've got a lot of, I got a lot of stuff. I like to come cool. prepared. I like to bring a lot of stuff. I don't like to pack light. <laughs> um, I have normal. Because I, I don't want to be too overloaded. I want to be nimble. But I don't want to be underprepared. <laughs> and Casimir. No, normal, please. Uh, right, now I'm going to make uh, the engagement roll, which is the only roll that I as the GM will make. Uh, all being well in the game. <laughs> um, the way that this works and the way that all dice rolls work in Blades in the Dark is... Uh, I roll a d6. I will roll several uh, d6. That's kind of how you manipulate your chances in this game. Um, you sort of take more dice to roll to improve your odds of getting a good number. You roll all the dice and you take the highest results. That's the kind of standard way that dice rolls work in this. So to make the engagement roll, I take one d6 for sheer luck. Would we say that this is particularly bold and daring? I would say so. Um, mm -hmm. You've never done a score together, so. <laughs> <laughs> and we're going for one of the most important people in the whole city. Which I love. Uh, so yeah, you get an extra dice. So well done, you've just improved your luck. Uh, does this expose a vulnerability or hit the target where it's weakest? I would say probably not. Mm -mm. Um, do you have any friends or contacts who can provide aid? Hmm. I'm sure I know some people who are um, uh, moving the same circles as the city councillors. Absolutely. I mean, you know, probably old friends from school, 
you know, lots of contacts. It's all networking, isn't it, basically? And um, It's who you know. Yeah, it's, it's who you know. It is. All right, I'll give you an extra die for that. So that makes three, uh, which I will roll now. So wish me luck. Good luck. Good luck. Good luck. Who need it? Uh -oh. um, what you got? Okay. What you got? Uh -oh. No, no. Don't worry. <laughs> do, do we Actually, not? Do worry. Are we not allowed to know? Uh, what okay, you my got? highest result there was a two. So wow. Whoa. Um, wow. The it's all right. The engagement roll skips us straight into the action. So here's where we are. Um, Edvard, smash cut your two. <laughs> smash cut two. <laughs> Everyone's dead. Smash cut two. Death row. New surround your Edvard, you have deployed your line launcher from the uh, empty street, mm. and you and Barnaby and Casimir have successfully made it up onto the roof. However, um, Lilith and... Wait, who's left? Who did I miss? Uh, Zilla. Zilla. Lilith and Zilla. Uh, you two, however, as the line launcher is handed to you, um, it malfunctions and sparks start flying out of it. In fact, it catches fire in your hands. Um, hey, careful you, with that! This is a piece of junk! I shout out. Piece of junk? It's a it's genius, it's brilliant on, invention that's going to change on, the world. Stop setting it, it on fire! On, is it meant to be on fire? Because it's on fire. Um, yes. Edvard, you're up on the roof, and from where you are, you it's can see that a patrol of two blue coats uh, is heading uh, down the street. They've just turned a corner. They will be able to see you in moments. Oh, uh, the police! I'm going now. I say. <laughs> um. <laughs> okay. Well, we should probably yeah uh, conceal ourselves from the from the police, right? Is there a chimney or something? The we, yeah, is there a chimney we could sort of step behind? I'm sure these big townhouses have large sort of chimney stacks and things. Well, surely we're only visible at the edge of the roof. Let's just move into a position where we're not visible from the street. Sure. And then we can figure out our point of ingress. You'll be absolutely fine. Uh, don't worry about that. It's Zilla and Lilith who should be worried. Um, right. Those blue coats are uh, approaching. One of them appears to be uh, sort of like peering through the murk in your direction. There's a lot of fog. Visibility is never good in Volisport, but um, nevertheless, what's this? One of them seems to be looking in your direction. Okay. Uh, okay. Is there like a basement level? Like, is the townhouse, does it go down some steps as well as like up to the front door? Is there a garden? You is tell there me. a wall? All right, well, there's a sub-basement, you know, like a split-level basement thing. So some kind of maybe servant's entrance down some steps into a kind of shadowy pit area below the main entrance of the townhouse. So we vault over a low okay. wall and down into the, you know, the, the sunken good. basement so we're both, area. Uh, we're, we're both, uh, is, um, Lil uh, Lilith, is that working for you as well? Yeah, 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 yeah I'm getting out of the way, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Hello, future Luke here. So the gang is about to make its first action roll and I didn't do a great job of explaining how this crucial mechanic works for the viewers at home, so here's the short version. Depending where a character's skills lie, they'll have a certain number of dots in each type of action. This is Casimir's sheet, you can see he's got two dots in Prowl, the sneaky so-and-so. So when Casimir performs a Prowl action, he gets to roll two d6s and take the best result. 
If you've got just one dot against an action, you roll 1d6, and if you've got no dots, you roll 2d6s and take the worst result. A 1, 2 or 3 on a roll is a fail, a 4 or a 5 is a success with a complication, and a 6 is a straightforward win. Rolling two sixes is a critical success. There are all sorts of ways you can get more dice to roll and improve your odds, like pushing yourself or getting help from another player, although these tend to cost stress, which I'll explain briefly while I've got you so we don't have to do any more of these interruptions later. As well as taking stress by adding dice to your rolls, your character can also take stress by resisting the consequence of an action to make that consequence less severe, or by doing flashbacks, which we will come onto in the adventure. If all your stress boxes get filled up, you take trauma, a permanent change to your character's personality. Oh, and one more thing before I go, I promise the last thing. In Blades, characters don't have hit points. They have these boxes which get filled with harm. Level one is minor, like a scratch. Level two is a bit more serious. Level three is real bad, for instance, a shadow leg, and level 4 isn't even on the sheet because it kills you. If you take, for instance, level 1 harm when all your level 1 slots are filled, it turns into level 2 harm. So if you take level 3 harm when the level 3 box is already full, you die. Uh-oh. There are many, many other rules, but that's genuinely all you're going to need to set you up for the Blades in the Dark adventure ahead of you. Right, now past Luke wants to talk Lilith and Zilla through types of action role, I think, so I'll let him crack on. There are 12, 12 kinds of roles you can do. Um, they sort of vaguely philosophically match up to the ones we're used to in D&D, in D &D, like um, uh, sleight of hand and nature and arcane and strength and stuff. They are attune, command, consort, finesse, hunt, prowl, skirmish, study, survey, sway, tinker, and wreck. And it is up to you, the players, to tell me which one you want to roll. All right, okay. I mean, and we get to choose separately? Yeah. All right, well, I'm gonna go with survey. But you'll, but you'll have to roll separately. Yeah, I, I'm gonna go with survey because, <laughs> um, yeah, survey. I've, I've shrewdly surveyed the situation and assessed that my best option is to hook the gear into the basement, you know, the area, the yard, and then huck myself after it. Yeah, sounds good. Um, um, and Lilith? I'm going to go for Prowl, because um, I have seen my colleague hoof her stuff <laughs> over there, and I'm going to try and slink after her as quickly as possible, follow her lead. Brilliant. So uh, make you both need to make me a roll now. Depending on how many dots in your character sheet you have in the particular roll yeah. you're trying to, make, trying to make, that's how many uh, dice you will be nice. rolling. Okay. All right. Do we have to tell you how many dots? Is that useful? Sorry. It would be polite. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I have I have one dot in prowl, and I have just rolled a four. Okay. Very nice. I've got two dots in survey, and I've got a six and a two. As the patrol comes closer, you can see that there are uh, three of them, and um, they've got a dog with them. Zilla, you have absolutely no problem hoofing your big bag of stuff um, over a wall uh, and down into the sort of split-level basement thing, so you're kind of now crouching out. You're not no longer visible from street level, um, which is great. Lilith, you slip into the shadows, um, but as you do, you hear a sort of barking uh, start up from, from the dog. Uh, and you hear the sound of paws kind of padding towards you, like... This is because you rolled a four, which is a success with a complication. And the complication is padding its way over to you now. Um, mm -hmm. Meanwhile, the blue coats, you can sort of hear them indistinctly shouting, What? 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 What's that? They... they are... calling Strange to the dog. name for a dog. Is this... It, am I allowed to flashback right now? How, how big a deal oh, yeah. is it to flashback? Can I flashback? It, That's a you thing, can, right? Okay. Uh, in Blades in the Dark, brilliantly, you plan backwards. So you can call a flashback at any time that you like. As I think we're about... You know what? I'll explain how flashbacks go as they go. You can call them at any time, so go for it. 
Well, we thought maybe there would be some kind of guard dogs inside the townhouse, you know, by way of security. So I, of course, packed a big juicy steak in my large bag, my enormous bag of gear, right? So I reach into my enormous bag of stuff and take a steak out and just kind of huck it up the steps. So maybe the dog will catch that before us and and the guards will be like, well, that's weird they found a steak, but clearly that's what's distracted our dog. Brilliant. Uh, I love it. Let's roll for it. But uh, I will tell you that you are in a uh, controlled position here with potentially great effect. Um, there's, uh, you know, in Blades you can kind of set uh, position and effect. We don't need to super go into it. It's more something that is happening kind of in my head behind the scenes. Um, but it's my way of basically communicating to you that uh, you're in a good position here. Um, so tell me how you would like to roll for it and, and throw that stake. I guess it, I mean, sounds... It's not a skirmish, is it? I'm not fighting it. So, uh, Depends how big the stake I, is. I guess it's a finesse roll. If I'm being honest, it's a finesse, isn't it? It's a kind of uh, gentle, yep. deft throw onto the upper steps leading up now, to Lilith, the street. Now, Lilith, if you want, you can help. Oh, yeah. yeah Are you I, any good at throwing, will, Lilith? Yeah, I'll help, I'll help you get some... Uh, a good good aim like I'm pointing to like the right place and I'm helping you, you aim towards it to in order so okay. the dog gets to it without it seeing where we are like right. kind of just in the right position so that we're out of its line of sight when it finds a stake but if I got no dots what do I roll well no dots means you would roll 2d6 and take the worst result <sighs> however you have just been promoted to one dice because uh, Lilith is helping you for which she takes one stress. That's pretty stressful. It is pretty roll. stressful. Okay, so I roll one. You don't have to roll. No. I caused I just... this, so I'll take the stress. Okay, I roll one. <laughs> it's a four? Great. Okay, uh, The you hear the stake sort of plop wetly onto the street, uh, and the dog's paw prints, that, which are sort of beelining towards your location, they stop. You hear it sort of and then you hear the sounds of a dog feistily chewing. Mm. Um, it is not a huge steak, and from the sound of the dog, it's real hungry. <laughs> uh, so I am going to do something now which is called starting a clock, which is called Dog oh. Eats Meat. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh. I will show you it here. Oh, I see it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Dog <laughs> eats meat. Yep. It sure does. This clock basically uh, counts up. I'll fill in sections when um, the dog is finished. You know, like, works a quarter of the way through the meat that it's got. Um, and probably when it finishes that meat, it's going to remember what it was doing before. So that's where you're at. But for now, that dog is distracted. Solid. Nice one. Well, should we look around for a door? Yeah, let's do that. All right, let's. Yeah. Uh, we st- we study the sub basement area for yeah. door, windows, points of ingress, cat flaps, that kind of thing. There's a uh, a coal chute um, where uh, coal nice. would be loaded in um, normally for the fires and such. Nice, 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 nice. I won't make you roll for for that if you want to pop in there. Yeah, I'm gonna clamber in, feet first. <laughs> Which way first are you going in, <laughs> Zilla? <laughs> uh, assuming I fit in the coal chute, I don't know how big a coal chute is. Um, oh, it's pretty big. It's like okay. a it's 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 more of a it's like a big set of um like twin twin.
twin doors kind of, oh, kind nice. of open yeah, up yeah, like yeah. that. Rich house, it's so that a person shoot. can get down with the coal, not just so that coal can. I was down. thinking of a shoot for coal. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, I did say coal shoot. So. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so yeah, we, we um, got him. It's <laughs> uh, yeah, we um, finagle our way into the coal shoot. Fantastic. Okay. Yeah. Um, Shimmy upwards at this point, or however coal shoots work. Uh, at this point, let's um, rejoin the action on the roof. Mm. It's got to be a window up here, right? I mean, well, big townhouse. Why, why don't you survey the scene? Yeah, all right. I will survey. I have a dot in surveying. Good at surveying things. Um, yeah. I'd like to survey the scene, please. Yep. Yeah, go for it. Uh, I'm going to roll. It's a one. I failed to survey oh, the Barnaby. scene. Oh, <laughs> Barnaby. Can um, I resist okay, this, you, please? Yes, you can if you want. Um, yeah, sure. Uh, Wait, you can resist so, your own crappy roll? You can resist the result. Oh, okay. Of the okay. Well, tell me what the result so is. The result, of the, I, roll, I <laughs> no. the result of the roll was going to be that all of the windows are painted shut. However, by resisting the con- that consequence, um, you <laughs> see that actually, now that you look closer, they are all painted shut apart from one which has a lock on it. It looks a little older. It's kind of like right on the end, like maybe when the people, the security people sort of painted all these windows shut with heavy duty security glue paint. <laughs> they um, they got to, they got bored before they got to that one. Um, if you're resisting that uh, consequence, then just make me a resistance roll. This is amazing. We're going through all the mechanics so quickly. <laughs> I love it. Okay. When, you su- when you resist, your character suffers six stress. Minus the highest die result from the resistance oh, roll. Right. This is an insight resistance roll. So if you look at insight on your character mm-hmm. sheet, how many yeah. dots do you have total. in total in all of the insights? Just the one. <laughs> Just the one. Just the one. Mm. That's fine. So uh, roll me a d6 and you suffer stress minus that. Okay. Uh, that's a five. So just Brilliant. one stress. So that's, that's one stress. All right. Um, Barely even touched. Is, the sides. <laughs> and now you've identified hmm. a potential point of ingress. Ooh. I would like to study the lock because um, I think I might recognise the make. Casimir's uh, hanging back at this point. He's kind of just like, just it's almost like wants to see how the how the roofs are getting on. <laughs> <laughs> That's a five. Very nice. Uh, yeah, you do know the make of the lock. It, it is. <laughs> it's an Aster. Um, <laughs> I knew it's it! It's so widespread. <laughs> it's an Amadeus Aster. It's got a little, um, it's got like an A with a little A inside it. Uh, it's a very famous um, logo and it is a uh, electric lock. Mm-hmm. No, I've seen um, these. They're far inferior to the Lumiere locks that I tried to get on the market last year. But wouldn't you know it, he held a public demonstration where he fed a bunch of them to a penguin. And the penguin died. <laughs> I like this guy's like, oh, I'm not buying those penguin killing locks. Anyway, you'll have these... to introduce me to this chap. He sounds like a riot. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry to hear about the penguin, mate. But in fairness, um, your locks aren't on these windows, so. Yeah, but these locks are easy to look. Let me just let me just get this open. Right. Child's play, Aster's stupid. Let me just tinker with this and get it open. Mm-hmm. Go for it. While you make that tinker roll with the lock, I'm filling in a dog eats meat. Oh, that's a five and a six. A five and a six. Fantastic work, uh, Edvard. Um, Yeah, you you flip out your own uh, sort of lock neutralizing. There it is. Uh, And yeah, do you describe to me how this looks? 
Um, well, because of the shoddy workmanship of the uh, the Astor brand lock, well, I basically just have to breathe on it, and it springs open, falls on the ground, and there's a tiny explosion and a sort of fart sound. It just goes. And I'm like, well, there you go. That's your Astor workmanship. Does everyone see now what I'm dealing with here? Thank you very much. Throw Beautiful. the window open. And, and no I... complication from that roll because of the six-year-old. I go angrily okay. into the window. <laughs> I crash furiously through a window. I might actually just be like, as you go to crash through, be like, hang on. Yes? Easy, easy does it. Um, oh, yes. I'd no, like, of course. Yes. Sorry, I'd like crying. to lead a prowl group action, please. Every about the crying. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's a masterclass. So, um, it's not a like, master. Having spent time with Casimir, you'll, you'll know that, like, his he's got sort of like a shambling gait and his brace makes quite a bit of noise. Um but at this point um he's gonna tuck his cane under his arm and there's just like a little lever on the brace which he turns and suddenly its joints start moving fluidly and silently and he kind of adopts a little crouch and he's still limping, but it's not as pronounced as when his leg is like mechanically kept straight. Uh, and I want to just tease the window open. I'm kind of imagining it's a sash. It's um, a sash. And then just, it's on a little bit of a slant, but yeah, oh yeah, it's a sash. And then just I want to like silently get in and then help the others with a, okay. a lovely prowl group action, please. So when we do a group action, one brave player basically makes the role for everyone. Everyone who wants to be helped by that uh, person um, also rolls. Uh, we, this is a prowl role. Uh, is that mm-hmm. is that right, um, Casimir? Okay, so everybody rolls Prowl. If the best result that you get is uh, one, two, or three, then for each time that happens, Casimir takes one stress. But everyone so everyone benefits from the best result we get. Yeah. So okay. if I roll a crit, wonderful. But if you both roll a one, then I take two stress. Okay. Okay. What if I've got none in Prowl? You take. Then you roll two and take the worst two result. Take yeah. the worst. Got it. Got it. Got it. Got it. Uh. I got six and a three, so three is my worst result, I'm sorry. That's all right. Um, yeah, I got a three and a four. Okay, I rolled a six. Fantastic. Uh, okay, here's what happens. Um, Casimir, you sort of very, very ever so softly kind of lift the sash window up um, and drop light as it. You would never know that this... What, what is your leg, the the brace? What, it's a kind of heavy... It's metal, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You would never know that it's that it's there as you sort of duck into a, a perfect crouch. There is absolutely no sound whatsoever. You point silently to a, a spot on the ground exactly where you landed, uh, and Edvard hops down following you um, on that exact same spot. The floorboards do not creak there. Um, Barnaby uh, goes to make the same jump and tips headfirst uh, through the window. But I didn't spill my drink! Um, <laughs> Casimir, uh, with a look of panic, you reach up and somehow you get there in time, but you just catch him and just sort of maneuver him away from the um, the <laughs> the stack of um, china plates that <laughs> uh, heading towards in this room. Okay, um, you are all in, and where are you exactly? Well, you are in the servants' quarters. As you look around, you see there are five or six beds in each single one is a sleepy servant. Um, I'm, I straighten my leg up with a wince and re-engage the brace, by the way. Good 
Like it is cool. very much like a, I'm going to be feeling that tomorrow kind of <laughs> thing. So that's where you lot are. At this point, let's cut back to the basement. All right. Hey. <laughs> okay. So we've, we've um, emerged from the coal chute yeah. into the basement. Mm-hmm. Yes. It is a, uh, there's, there's not a lot um, happening down here. There's quite a lot of wine um, uh, against sort of one like wall. It's fairly huge. It's actually, you've got the whole floor plan of the house here, as in like the, the, the entire footprint, I should say, of the, mm. of the townhouse. So it's a huge basement. There is a wooden staircase against one wall at the back um, that leads up. And there are some other sort of like windows and stuff it, it kind of built into the wall that would take you back to street level or like out into the garden if you were to head out through those. Okay. Okay. Can we flash back again? I got a taste for it now. Oh yeah. <laughs> flashback to Ella's antiquities. What's it called? Le- le- Ella's totally largely legal antiques. Largely legal antiques. We stood around uh, the planning table in the back room and Barnaby has called on one of his Aristo mates that we mentioned earlier. Yeah. For, um, I imagine- Squiffy like, is brilliant, brilliant chat. Squiffy. Squiffy I imagine Barnaby persuaded Squiffy to kind of do a back of the envelope sketch of what oh, he yeah, remembered yeah. of the layout He's, of the interior. He was having an affair with, with the councilwoman right. for a long time. Yeah. He knows that place and like so, the back of his hand. Yes, he was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so we're pouring over the layout of this townhouse based on the hand-drawn map from Squiffy. Yeah, great. Um, Lovely uh, I That feels like a... I mean, (laughs) it feels like this Barnaby should be taking this, but here we are. Um, You take take one stress for me, um, Zilla. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is that how it works when it's not really That's from dealing with Barnaby. (laughs) Hearing about Squiffy. It's one one stress if you're asking for something a bit outrageous. It's two stress if you're asking for something... Super outrageous. Okay. You can still ask for it. It's Never pretty, don't it's ask pretty for it. outrageous. Okay. You can have whatever you want. You just you but you there are you get punished in the stress and you still have to roll for it. Okay. So Squiffy, he sounds like a reliable sort of architectural artist. Let's find out how good Squ- <laughs> Squiffy's drawing um, is. Stress. Drawing is. Feeling that stress. What kind of role is this? Oh, uh, uh sorry. Uh so many things. Things and things. Um okay. it could be consort. Yeah, I guess it's consort because it's could be it's study. A... Oh yeah, actually, well, I mean, if we have the map in hand, then it's it's studying the map for like the best route and the possible yeah. location. Trying to decipher probable... the drawing. Yeah, trying to yeah. decipher the drawing, trying to figure out where you would store a precious antiquity or like a safe or a you know. That sounds whatever. more than fair. Okay, so um, it's a study roll. I don't have any dots in study, so I don't know why I'm doing this, but um, I'll roll two. I, uh... I have two in study. Yes. Ooh. What do you th- what do you remember, Lilith, from that swap. time we were looking at the map? Um, yeah, no, I I, I really um, enjoy looking at maps, like any any kind of documents. I'm really like inspired by. I I found that uh, Squiffy's handwriting was particularly intriguing. Um, he was the, hammered at the time, he, probably. Yeah, Hence like the there name was there, there was a hint, like a hint of uh, calligraphy in there. Like he's obviously been taught well uh, the school that he went to, but um, it was a little bit wobbly. But I, I, I had fun deciphering uh, his various labels. Yeah. Sounds good to me. All right, so I'm going to roll two and take the lower because I'm not very good no, at studying. No, if uh, Lilith is helping you, then you roll one. One. She's oh yeah, like last time. You could also have. I mean, Lilith, you could just roll this if you want. Yeah, yeah. I might roll, roll this. this. I'll roll this for two. Yep. 
Well, in that okay. case, why, why doesn't Lilith roll for it? Because it seems yeah. more like her wheelhouse than mine. Okay. For sure. That's a one and a two. <laughs> okay. Uh, you pull out Squiffy's um, whiskey-stained map. Um, it is almost complete. It is almost completely illegible. It's like a child's drawing of a house. Um, <laughs> with the, the smoke coming out of the chimney and stuff. <laughs> with the smoke coming out of the chimney, and he's actually drawn oh, a picture no. of his family out front. Oh no! Uh, which is nice, oh. like little stick figures. It's real sweet. I mean, it's the children might be his. We don't know, do we? That's the but, hilarious yeah. thing. Yeah. I mean, Squiffy hasn't drawn in all of his children. Um, <laughs> just the acknowledged ones. Um, so on this drawing, uh, what you can see. Uh, is that it is split into the house bit is split into four and he has actually a neat handwriting labelled exactly what each floor is. You can see um, that uh, the basement isn't on this because it's a terrible map but you can see that uh, the, the, the lowest floor that he's written living. He's written the word living and then you can see on the uh, top floor he's written uh, servos, which is his uh, <laughs> cruel slang term for servants. Um, classic Squiffy, what a lad. And um, he has also labelled floors two and three, but he was so happy with his drawing that he signed it obnoxiously largely, and his signature goes across uh, the writing. Classic Squiffy. <laughs> yeah. I can't believe we thought this map would help. Right. Floors two and three are, are, are a question mark. It looks like we're heading up at least a couple of floors. We're yeah. not going to the. I, it's not going to be the living room, but it means we've got to get through the living room. Mhm. Mhm. Meanwhile, I'm wondering why Barnaby just said "haha, classic Squiffy." <laughs> <laughs> yeah. we, we share a lot. Just remembering some good times from yeah. school. <laughs> to be fair, at quite regular intervals, Barney, Barnaby says "haha, classic Squiffy." <laughs> As he remembers one of Squiffy's classic japes. <laughs> oh, oh. Um. That is classic Squiffy. Zillow, go. Seems like the kind of place that would have a dumbwaiter. Do yeah, dumbwaiters go to basements? I, the kitchens. Where are the kitchens? Are they in the basement? Sorry, Liv. There's a dumbwaiter. Yes. All right. How big is it? Can we get in it? <laughs> you can get in it one at a time. Hmm. Okay. Well, shall I, shall I sneak in it and go up and have a look? I could send you up. I could send you up. Yeah. Yeah. It's whether it's whether it just goes up into the kitchens or whether it perhaps goes up further into like a bedroom, in a really fancy place. But Squiffy's map didn't tell us that. So it's got to go. It's got to at least go to a dining room. Otherwise, what's the point of a yeah 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 yeah, yeah of a yeah, dumbwaiter, right? Yeah. Or even the ki- if if there's one here, it'll go up somewhere useful. Over by the dumbwaiter, which is kind of in in the wall, um, there is some like it, it's actually fairly light for a house this size. It's it's not as much of a kitchen as you would actually expect, but mm. there are, there is like you know there are sort of boxes of vegetables and there is a big long table, like in Downton Abbey, that you can imagine all the servants sort of stand around and do their cookery. Complain about the rich people. Yeah. Mm. All right, uh, Lilith. Yeah. How do you feel about enclosed spaces? I'm okay with them. Just it's fine. Boxes. Yeah. 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 I'll, I'll you're not afraid in. of ghosts. You're not going to be afraid of. I mean, no. That's my assumption. So. Yeah. Well, if I get is, stuck, I can ask a ghost to help me. So it's fine. Can you I've do got that? Even more people to ask. Yeah. Is that how it works? <laughs> yeah. I don't. Really, I don't really know much about ghosts. Okay. It's fine. Okay. Truly, we none of us truly know 
enough about ghosts, hence, hence my studies. But I, I won't go into that now because we're in the middle of a heist. So. <laughs> way um, way above my pay grade. Yeah. <laughs> Which is um, nothing at the moment. <laughs> Zilla, you're... it's minus eight. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Everything is above my pay grade. Zilla, you're so big and strong, I don't think you need to Would roll fit. for... Oh, uh, in the dumbwaiter. For, for, for okay. operating a dumbwaiter that has... Yeah, um, yeah, 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 yeah. ...that has Lilith in it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So this is happening. Lilith's in the dumbwaiter. Yeah. Yeah, okay. good luck. Yeah, it's not automatic. There's a kind of rope thing you have to pull. Um, you pull it. Um, Lilith, uh, the sort of small amount of light that there is kind of slips away as you kind of enter the, um, the, the dumbwaiter lift shaft. Uh, for about sort of 10 seconds, you are winched upwards and then you feel a kind of dunk as the as the uh, the box kind of reaches its zenith and you can see out of you now you are looking into it's a sort of larder it's a, it looks like a small food preparation area and there's a there's an open door actually that you can see through there that leads through to a very opulent dining room that is empty mm-hmm. okay so i would like to have a little look around and uh study the area to see if there's there's anyone around um if there's any servants who might not be asleep in the in the servos quarter <laughs> upstairs sure uh well yeah what kind of role will that be do you reckon um i think uh i'll go for either study or survey i'll go for study i'll study i'll take take that extra dice i'm gonna have a little or is that a fudge? Go yeah. for it. Okay. If you can it argue went... it well enough, it's not a fudge. Ah, okay. Well, I'm I'm really I'm looking real hard, and I'm looking at um. <laughs> there's there's I, I'm gonna try and see if there's like a a thing at the thing where they they sign whether the the kitchen's recently been cleaned and who did the last shift. So I'm gonna look oh, for yeah. one of those. Yeah. Cool. Okay, I got a three and a one. Okay. Um. You're sick you on do. the rotor. <laughs> 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 oh. uh, you do um, find the rotor. It is on top of a tall boy. You know, one of those like wooden sort of uh, bits of furniture that's kind of very tall. It's like a tall cabinet thing. You can see a clipboard kind of poking off the edge. You have to get on tiptoes up to get it, though. And as you do, you get it, but you just slip and fall into a kitchen set and a little teacup just wobbles off and goes and breaks on the floor Um, and from two floors above you you can hear some kind of in in fact you can't hear anything but uh, everyone in the attic where the servants quarter is you see um, you see some of the servants kind of stirring restlessly in their beds uh, one of them starts to mutter about, No, my lady, it's it ain't time for breakfast yet. <laughs> Nobody wakes up, but I'm starting another clock. Um, called uh, Panic. <laughs> Hi folks, Andy here, uh, butting in quickly just to tell you some exciting news about the Outside Xbox and Venture and Outside Extra merch store warehouse sale. That's right, our warehouse where our merch is kept and it's a bit like the warehouse at the end of Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade where they store all of the Arks of the Covenant and deadly religious relics in there they moved some boxes around and found some old merch that we thought was lost forever but it's not it exists 
and is on sale for you to buy at drastically discounted prices. That's right, it's up to 70% off. There are some legacy products in there that uh, you maybe thought they were sold out forever, but no, they're there. There's some old Hello Stream stuff, the t-shirts we designed in Jackbox. If you've ever wanted a Lasagna My Dudes t-shirt with a pizza firing guns on it, now is your last chance. It is also the last chance to get your hands on the Oxventurers Guild Moonbeam dice set. They're on there right now. So head on over to store.outsidexbox.com, uh, click on the banner there saying warehouse sale, and you too could get yourself some incredible savings. Uh, so check it out. Thanks for listening. Right, back to the podcast. Oh, what's the best game where you get to eat pie? Oh, what's the best game where you play a dead guy? Hey, you'll find out on DG247's podcast. Looks boring. What are you on about? It All of great. their games, they look boring. It doesn't look boring. It looks like it you're an assassin on the Isle of Man. But it doesn't have the kind of... Wow. The steampunk quail-based economy is incredible. Yeah, it's boring. <laughs> <laughs> VG247's Best Games Ever podcast is ostensibly a show about figuring out what the best game in a weirdly specific category is, but it's actually just about petty arguments. You should listen to it. It's good. Is that it? That's the whole promo? Uh, yeah, I was just doing And it. that's supposed to make people subscribe, is it? Yes. Okay, good luck with that. You can find us wherever you get your podcasts. Oh no! I'm calling it. I'm calling it. The alarm is raised. Okay. And it is also. It is another Uh-oh. four piece clock. Oh no! Okay. By um, the way, if you want an update on dog eats meat, yeah, there's yeah. one thing left to go. If that, yeah, that's I heard. Now that you're I heard inside. the terrifying rasp of of pen on paper. <laughs> <laughs> there it is. Here's that foley. A dog called Sharpie. Um. Just, <laughs> oh, it's a Sharpie! Oh. Damn it! Oh. <laughs> okay, Casimir. Their yeah. servants are. That's stirring. We should we should get out of here quickly, have got, quietly. Have you got anything you can, you know, slip them? Well, I did. I have a, a bandolier of alchemical preparations, if that's what you're referring to. Let me I have mean, a look and see if I've got anything useful in here. I usually uh, usually pick things for every occasion. Right. Count that off your load for me, um, Edward. Mm-hmm. Um, while he's searching his bandolier. I would like to just quietly make my way around the room assembling three servants' uniforms. Yep. Brilliant. Um, So I'm going to roll Prowl. Uh, I'm going to push myself uh, to take an extra die. Fantastic. Because I want this to work. (laughs) You can push yourself at any time. Uh, You take two stress. Two stress? Yeah, two stress. Uh, two it's stress. a good thing I did, because I rolled a one, a three, and a six. Hey. Magnificent. Yeah, you've got those costumes. Tell me um, uh, tell me what they look like. Look like. I um, suppose they're not costumes, are they? Uniforms. I am kind of imagining, like, um, like grey jackets with, like, um, slightly darker grey collars, white shirts, and, like, a, a turned-up collar, uh, and, like, a, a small cravat. Kind of like the bellhop who wants a tip in uh, that classic uh, Port story, Alone at Home, the second. <laughs> Do, yeah. Yeah. Sure. So, to be honest with you, it doesn't even seem like Lumiere's going to need to change very much of his outfit. Mm-hmm. I'll just throw on the new jacket over the one I'm currently wearing. Yep. Great. Um, you are all dressed. I'm, no, I'm not, I'm not wearing that. I'll look like the help. <laughs> No, it's the idea, though. That's no. the plan. It's the whole the idea, mate. No, no, it's not for me. But you chaps carry on. 
No, but you see, if they see you like like this, you'll they'll immediately know that you're not it's part fine. of. Fine, I'm sure I can explain. It'll be fine. You hear another sort of restless kind of murmur. You're having this conversation very quietly, but the, in the bed nearest to you, uh, someone kind of like turns over and says, "Oh no, milady, she." Needs a toys polished again, and I'm all out of silver wax. I'm going to raise well, my cane and look look expectantly at Lumiere, being like, "You got anything?" Well, okay, um, Casimir, I think I'm thinking that this this Barnaby chap might be a problem. Um, I think we need to get him into the servant's uniform, and I don't think he's going to go willingly. Um, do Do you think we should take matters into our own hands here? Um. Yeah, I'm gonna, call, can I, can I, I'm gonna wrestle me into a servant's uniform in the in the in, the in stealth. Well, yeah. no, I reckon I can I can put I can tinker together. Um, basically, what I've got here is a, a sleeping draft. I reckon I can tinker together a aerosol dispersal system for it. <laughs> it's basically a sleeping gas bomb I can put together. And if he's in the area, he goes out too. You do what you got to do, mate. All right. Um, I say to Barnaby I'm like I think there was um, some uh, crime down at the at the other end of the room where all the servants are do you want to investigate it's some exciting crimes happening <laughs> sounds good yeah because this is boring nothing's happened okay. yet has it really <laughs> right and then I would like to um, yeah uh, put together my sleeping gas grenade and roll it down to where the servants <laughs> are sleeping and also Barnaby let's call this a flashback to you back at Ella's Antiques um, assembling the, uh, the the aerosol, the sedative dispersant uh, yeah. system. Um, uh, yeah, can I? I kind of feel like Casimir's there, being like, "You're right, he's a liability. We need to find a way." I mean, look at him over there with Squiffy. Like, we need to find a way. We need a contingency plan for this one. <laughs> um, let's make this a one stress flashback because uh, it doesn't seem like that okay. outrageous a thing to think you might need uh, mark the aerosol dispersant system off on your load please Edvard and tell me how you're rolling to see how well the how well it works um, okay so I, I think this is a this is a tinker roll to my mind because I've had to create the the gas grenades um, it's designed to be aerodynamically rolled into a room and then to disperse a small area of effect sleeping gas cloud which should render everyone within it um, unconscious for an amount of time that will allow us to make our way through the room and leave without being discovered. So Sounds very fair. All right. And force I'm a rolling. costume change on somebody. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's a six and a five. Tremendous. Uh, yeah, the uh, as as Barnaby sort of um, moseys over to the other side of the room, uh, the dispersal agent goes off. Um, he is out like a light. Um, the, Barnaby, from your point of view, consciousness just stops existing, um, uh, and he he is whoop, completely unconscious. All right, and he starts to sway like this. <laughs> Back and forth. I nudge. I nudge Lumiere and say, "Finish him." <laughs> <laughs> I run forward and catch Barnaby so he doesn't crack his skull on the floor. Oh, yeah. cool. I won't make you. I won't make you roll for that. Okay, but while he is unconscious, I take all of his clothes except his vest and boxer shorts, and I throw. <laughs> I throw them out of the window. <laughs> so he can't change back. And we. Uh, I'd like to get him into the servant's uniform, and then we're going to take him with us. 
that's fine. Uh, you don't need to roll for that. However, I'm going to tick a clock on the alert thing just because this has taken an amount of time that brings us closer to morning <laughs> when they're going to. Absolutely fair. At this point, why don't we jump back to the basement where mm -hmm. Zilla is mm. stood still by the dumbwaiter. All right. Um, <clears throat> okay, I imagine I'm down in the basement on my own. I imagine on the wall somewhere they have those, you know, the servants' bells where it's like, this is the room that they need servants' help in, right? Yeah. You know, it says mm -hmm. like dining room, living room, blah, blah, blah. I, I read the labels on the servants' bells. What do they say? Uh, they say they are arranged from left to right um, and having already experienced the basement, it's clear to you that they are in order of floors. The uh, first one, uh, there isn't one actually for the basement because you're in it already. Um, <laughs> there's no bell pull, but there is a bell. Mm -hmm. uh, the second one along has a pull, it's uh, a kind of nice leafy green uh, that says uh, dining room and another one that says um, parlor. Uh, then in a nice blue color, there are a few more bell pulls uh, for each one is a bedroom. There is one more pull bell. This is for the third floor. Mm -hmm. um, and that one is marked collection. All right. And then there is me. a fourth one in red, which is servants. Okay, that sounds like good intel. Um, I'm out of my wheelhouse when it comes to stealthing and sneaking, but I know that Lilith has gone up to the Actually, I guess I don't know exactly where she's she's gone to. You just know I'm in the kitchen. Like you, you know I'm above you. She could be dead in there for all you. <laughs> <laughs> she's asphyxiated in the dumbwaiter. But now she knows all about ghosts. Yeah. I feel like finally we, we the might, final questions have been answered. We might have. We might. And this, I don't, I don't know if we can flash back to within, like you know, five minutes earlier. You can. So, I just, I just reckon we would have pre-arranged, having seen the servants' bells lined up there, uh, we've pre-arranged a signal where Lilith would like ring the bell where she ends up, so I can see which, um, which thing lights up, and then I'll know where she's wound That's up. Some good thinking. Some good thinking. It'll be loudish. You did it, and it cost no you down. no stress. And you see the little uh, bell by um, dining room go. Ding, ding, ding. All right, great. Now oh, I know she's in the dining room. Okay, cool. Um, I don't think, in all honesty, I can get in a dumb waiter with my big pack of equipment. So either I have to leave it down here in the basement, which I don't, I don't, I don't like the idea of that. You know, I feel secure where I've got a lot of kit. I like to come prepared. So I, I guess I'd like to sneak up the basement staircase to the top cool. of the basement staircase, and and maybe like if the doors open, just kind of like peer out. Listen at the door, see if anyone's on the on the ground floor in the living area. Yeah, that sounds fine. Um, you sneak up out of the basement, you open the door. As you look out, you you are on you're heading out onto a corridor. It is quiet and still. If you look down one side, you can see the front door. Um, if you look down the other, you can see that there are sort of um, like parlors and um, uh, you know sort of living rooms and stuff things with fireplaces drawing rooms kind of going off of uh, all of these other doors as well you can't hear anything stirring at all it all seems completely quiet except for at the front door you can hear a weird sort of scratching sound and what sounds like maybe sort of some hushed children's voices that's weird uh, I I'm I'm a, I'm a little spooked. It sounds spooky. 
Um, there shouldn't be any children up and about at this hour. I, uh, my, I mean, I mean, obviously I'm aware of con the concept of ghosts and ghosts being real and around us. So I want to give that, whatever that is, I don't want to know. That's not, none of my business as far as I'm concerned. I'm going to steer clear, give it as wide a berth as possible. I'm trying to make my way up to the dining room and onwards to collect to the collections on the third floor. So yep. can I go quietly, as quietly as I can? As you look around, uh, you see that there's uh, what looks like a dining room as well coming off one of these doors, and um, you can hear some sort of scrabbling around in there. And as you poke your head around, you actually see uh, Lilith. She's in there kind of looking at the remains of a teacup, looking absolutely distraught. Hi. Hey. Hey. Hi. <laughs> How's it going? I tried to get like the rotor to see when like they had to start up again, see how much time we okay. have. Um, might have accidentally knocked this cup over. So, um, I think I'm gonna I'm gonna try and clean. Did this anyone up. hear? I don't know, but like it it could. I don't I don't want people to get up and like find this broken. So I'm gonna clean it up and like okay. hide it. Like, um, and try and like get get the pieces and put them in the nearest bin. So I'm gonna. Okay try and clean up the broken okay, tea teacup. Broken teacup, issue one. Problem the first, problem mm -hmm. the second, I whisper. I think I heard some ghosts by the front door. I mean, you tell me, I don't know anything about ghosts, but there were some children, and I know, I do know about children, and I know they shouldn't be awake. So there's okay. bad children, or there's spooky child ghosts okay. somewhere around the front door. Like, is that, is that a thing? Child ghosts? Could be. I mean, they did say this item was cursed. It could actually, there could actually be a ghost connection, and it could be trying to get to the cursed item. <sighs> right. Um, oh, right. Okay. That's that's good to know. I will keep that. Okay. I will f f let's screw all that information away. Okay. All right. Well, let's deal with this teacup. Yeah. And I saw. You, obviously, we, we we're going to head up to collections, right? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, so the you, you saw the collections third on. Floor? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Third yeah, floor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Cool. We'll okay. go up to the third floor. Let's. We we we. Tidy away the teacup remains. Brush it yeah, under a rug right. or yeah. something. Like, yeah. uh, 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 uh. So the dangerous and sexy life of a criminal. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, it doesn't. Uh, you don't have to roll for that, but I'm ticking another clock on the alert thing. You hear a grandfather clock in the corridor go dong, 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 marking okay. the hour. It's okay. 3 a.m. Okay. Okay. Um. So you're proceeding upwards. Upwards, yeah. Upwards. Ever upwards. Okay, yeah. Um, main staircase. If there is a servant, servant staircase. staircase. If there's a servant staircase. There can be a servant staircase. I feel like the grand staircase is very visible. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. There's a small servant staircase, kind of like towards the back of the house. Um, yeah, it's kind of very, very narrow and, and cramped and unpleasant. Uh, but you, yeah, you can scroll yourselves away in there, and you are heading up to. Third floor, third, looking for the third collections. Third floor. At this point, let's pause and head back to the attic. All right, so we've um, knocked out Barnaby, put him in the yeah. servant's uniform. You've wrestled him into it. You have an unconscious Barnaby <laughs> yeah. dressed as a servant. Okay, we've, have we left the servant's quarters room now? Is there a corridor leading to the stairs? What is, what's the layout up here? Uh, yeah, there's a corridor leading down, leading to the stairs, exactly as you say. Okay, well, um, I'd like to look around for like a washstand, maybe a pitcher of water, something like that. Um, is there somewhere up here for the servants to 
wash themselves. There is, yeah. There's a there's a there's a bathroom. Calling it a bathroom is pretty charitable. There's no toilet, but there is a, a, a sort of washing area. There's a yeah kind of big basin cool. that's full. All right. Um. Yeah. Quite I grab, dirty water. Grab a pitcher of some of that water and I splash it in Barnaby's face, just trying to rouse yep. him. Oh, Slap cool. him. Oh, oh. And then I see the what I'm wearing, and I'm like, oh my god, you two. This is exactly the sort of sort of wheeze that Squiffy would have pulled at boarding school. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you two. Classic Squiffy. Such cards. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, old man, I thought we could keep the prank train going by continuing <laughs> downwards right. into Go on, the then. house. Yeah. But, you Thank know, you, like, mate. I have another. <laughs> but like quiet and stealthy, like like we're like we're being all Got like it. Bur- right. burglars. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Mm. Uh, okay. So yeah. Cool. Um, Casimir. What do you think? Heading down the, down the stairs? I mean, whatever we're stealing is not on this floor. Um, I just want to call a quick flashback um, to sort of the planning table where everyone's around it. Um, I kind of, I feel like we're having a look at Squiffy's um, drawing and Casimir's like, obviously this isn't the most um, comprehensive diagram. And we're gonna diplomatic. Be, we're going to be pretty tight on time in here, so... I don't know if you've ever done this before, but you know, his, um, his lordship here will probably tell you if you want to find something in a manor house, you just got to get the servants to show you. So, what I'm saying is, we should do this softly, softly. If it gets, if the job's dragging on and we're not making any progress, we should set the house on fire and wait until the servants start evacuating the um, the uh, the valuables and uh, offer to lend a hand. That is not where I expected that to go, but love it. Absolutely so, love it. Basically, I just want—I just want a flashback. Um, you want like, that idea to have been seeded. Yes, and then I sort of, as as uh, Lumiere is like, we should carry on. Um, I'm going to tick off a box of load. I'm going to tick unusual weapon, um, and Flame basically <laughs> just reach into my pocket, pull out an absolutely enormous Molotov. Like, yep. you know in pubs when they've got those one and a half litre bottles of spirit? A Jeroboam, it's called, yeah. dear boy. Oh, is, Jeroboam. is it? Oh, okay, yeah. like a Jeroboam of, of basically moonshine with a rag in it. I'm like, time's ticking though. And then just... Hmm, Excellent vintage. It's a man with good taste. Mm. Or you stole it. I did. Magnificent. So now you know, you all know the stakes. Right. But apart from that, we're comfortable with the proceeding downstairs. I reckon, yeah. Let's try and look like servants if we can. Okay, um, you walk downstairs in a servantly manner. Uh, the stairs, uh, you're now on the sort of main staircase. It's carpeted, it's very plush. I don't, I don't have servants, I don't know. Well, it's lovely. That, yeah, it's like that. It's, like, it's very much like that. And as you head down to, at the bottom of the staircase, there is a door. Uh, and as you open the door, you move out into a vast room. It is full of glass cabinets and each one of these glass cabinets contains rows upon rows of spinning tops they are really ornately painted they are beautiful some of them have like gems like built into them Um, they are really beautiful beautifully crafted and as you look around you are uh, firstly just astounded by the, the beauty and the, and the size of collection, so much so that you almost don't notice the woman stood in the middle of the room 
looking straight at you. She's wearing a nightshirt, and at first you're all quite startled, but she doesn't seem to react. She seems almost to be staring past you. Is it Lizette? I would like to I would like to call a flashback and say that yeah. at the very least I know Lizette. You know, we've been at parties together and things like that. You know, Squiffy introduced Algernon, sorry, <laughs> introduced us. Um, yeah. Uh, so I know Lizette. If I saw her, yeah, make I'd it, make, know. make, uh, yeah, take take one stress for that. But yes, you know Lizette, and this is Lizette. Um, in fact, you know what? You know Lizette, and you know that something about Lizette is that she sleepwalks. Hmm. Yeah, I'll whisper it to. Her. Oh, she she sleepwalks. She's weird. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Squiffy something else about you know about Lizette is that when she sleepwalks, um, she's often been known to. Uh, accidentally hurt herself you know sometimes she'll take a tumble down the stairs or something mm-hmm. and so there's always someone there's always a member of the household who mixes shifts stays awake through the night hmm. to make sure that she is okay. safe okay and right but right now Lizette she sort of starts to she serenely kind of drifts over Good job Squiffy had that intimate relationship with this woman. <laughs> like it did that is good. Why yeah. do you yeah. think she started um, sleepwalking? from Squiffy's company. <laughs> Squiffy, no. <laughs> um Yeah. She's serenely sort of pacing around yeah. looking at her collection. Gents, gents, look, uh, she's gonna have someone with her. Uh she has someone to look after while she does this sleepwalking thing. Oh, okay. So we're around. about to have company. Yeah. Mm. Yes. Mm. Well, what's the... I mean, we need to identify what the thing is we're trying to steal. We don't really know what it is. Presumably, it's some kind of fantastically expensive spinning top. Well, yeah, frankly, yeah. it can be anything as long as it's worth a coin. All right. we, need that, we need that ghost lady to to work out the curse. You know, Maybe she can find out... The, ask one of her ghost friends or something. Mm. Yes, that's probably how that works. Yeah, yeah probably. <laughs> I don't know. I'm not. I'm not a details guy. I'm not. I'm not details oriented. Um, <laughs> as you're having a big picture criminal, <laughs> big big picture, and drinking. <laughs> big picture, big drinking. Quite. There's your Barnaby hashtag. <laughs> yeah. Hashtag um, picture, big drinking. Big picture of booze. <laughs> yeah. hey. um, in fact, as you're having this conversation um, from behind you, the, the the collection takes up the entire floor the entirety of, of this floor apart from one corridor actually down the end of that corridor that's where the um that's where the sort of grand staircase is let's flash to uh zilla and lilith because that is you on the stairs on the little servant stairs the narrow ones without carpet that one right oh yeah sorry you're little. in the servant stairs okay yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah all right never mind yeah you're in you're coming up on the servant stairs yeah okay all right i shoulder my pack and creep as quietly as i can to the top of the next staircase yeah. Okay. Uh, looking out, you can see the hallway uh, that the others cannot see. Uh, you can see as you peek around the corner, there is a butler there. He's awake. He looks bored. He stood by the door to the collection. No. What do you think, Lilith? I whisper. Hmm. Okay. I think we need a distraction. And I'm trying to think what that will be. Um, I could probably knock him out, but 
Firstly, I'd rather not. It's really bad for you. Yeah. He's, he's, he's done us the no prize harm. Fighter. Which, I, she would know. I know. Well, I know. She knows. It's yeah. not good for you. Um, also, I feel like he might raise the alarm. You know, I can't just run up and bop him. Right. So, I basically, I would like to try and see if there is any ghost presence around. And I would like to compel them... Um, to just do something near the butler to spook him to make him run away but not like scare him so much that he has to raise the alarm just <laughs> something that will yeah just instance. something just something that will unsettle him okay. and make okay. you know that thing where you walk into <laughs> a, a room and you're like angry I don't... spirits so. <laughs> <laughs> don't snap his head off right I'm a big fan <laughs> of the of the size of the needle that we're about to thread. Okay. <laughs> okay. All right, Lilith, okay. Lilith, you got anything for this? You got anything ghostly, spooky? I don't know. Um, uh, well, um, okay. Flashback. Before we went upstairs, I quickly checked the front door to see what those child-like voices were. And it turns out it was a child ghost. And ch- child, like it, the the child ghosts, are quite fun because they're very mischievous, but they're not very powerful, um, which I found in my study. So they can do things to scare people that you you ask them to to go and haunt, but it's nothing nothing too huge. So I I've basically kind of like slipped them like a ghost candy in a way, metaphorically, um, and I I compelled a small ghost child. To just be like, I sing a little song like this. Time to go for Butler Man. I hate There's it. Slip them away. There's original. Yeah, love it. Okay, so. I, I mean, it's up to you what kind of role this is, uh, Lilith, but it. It just is in a tune roll. So mm-hmm. also take one stress for having uh, quickly popped to the front door to find Audacious. a, a yeah. child. So okay. let's yeah, let's make make me let's roll a tune to see how how persuasive you are. That's two ones. Oh. Oh, oh no, child ghost. Ghost haunts you. Okay, Lilith, you actually attune brilliantly. It could not be more clear it's the attunement of your of your life um and the the figure of a of a little boy sort of translucent uh we're we're still in flashback here you're down by mm-hmm. the front door um has become very very clear uh and he says all right missus <laughs> hi um i need you to do me a favor uh well i say a favor i'm compelling you i need you <laughs> <laughs> Quote of the session. Yes. <laughs> um, you got to do this wow. to me. I promise I won't take. I won't. I won't. I'm not gonna take the Mickey out of this. Don't worry. I need you to scare someone at some point in this house, okay? And I will let you know. And I will point and be like them. And on that note, you will do it, okay? He sort of, uh, he kind of nods and then goes, Are they upstairs? Um, yes, they are. They're on the... No, I'm not doing it! (laughs) You won't get me up there, it's too much! Why? I'm scared of her. Scared of her? Who? 
that's enough questions. You can't tell me what to do. And he goes, <laughs> like that. And then sprints off uh, through the walls, through the whole house, uh, uh, <laughs> sort of screaming and singing. And I'm ticking an alert clock. Question, <laughs> Question on ghosts. Yeah. Uh, can I see both sides of this exchange or just... Because I don't know if I can see ghosts. Right? Um, to you, it looks like Lilith goes into a sort of focused zone <laughs> and okay. then has a one-sided conversation okay. that becomes increasingly fraught on her side. <laughs> okay, okay, thank you. But you but the, the, you feel a chill. All up oh, it runs head. right through me as far as oh, yeah. she can see. Oh, yeah, the ghost is like, bloop, through you. <laughs> <laughs> the ghost possesses you. <laughs> it was a one. Right? I mean, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Hello. Oh no. Alright, <laughs> I've got big muscles now. <laughs> <laughs> um, unfortunately, that, uh, you actually unfortunately made that too funny, so yeah, that's. No! Um, yeah. Surely not. The ghost, ru- the ghost runs into you, uh, and for uh, that's that's how the uh, running amuckness happens for a good 20 minutes. Um, Zilla, before you can sort of wrestle control back from your... Sorry, 20 seconds before you can wrestle control back um, sort of from your own body. Um, oh, God. The, uh, the, this sort of ghost ragamuffin kind of runs around. He doesn't really know what to do with the time. Uh, so he just goes... He just, like, touches things. Uh, he runs into the living room and he picks up a bunch of food and he sort of stuffs it all into his mouth. Um, the only thing he could find to lay hands on is, like, five cabbages, five whole cabbages. Wow. So they oh. they've been they've been consumed now, um, oh. and then he's sick. And as you throw up, he also leaves your body. <laughs> that was one hell of a twenty seconds. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I feel I feel dreadful. Hence the tick on the clock. And have no memory of what just happened, Lily. No, well, but now you're up on the. Um, Third floor. Yeah. Feel still, you know, you've got, got that feeling ache. like you were like yeah. you were sick a few minutes ago. Yeah, yeah. Um, and Lilith is looking a little sheepish, and that butler dude is still there. Oh, Unspooked. Okay. All right, all right, all right. Um, so the ghosts, the ghosts aren't cooperating today. I take it from that no, earlier. That one didn't. No. Snafu. Okay. Um, all right. There was something up. All right. Okay. I take a coin out of uh, out of um, my coin purse and ping it in... What's the layout? So it's a long corridor with a butler on one end. You're at the end of a long corridor. Mm-hmm. The butler is in the middle. Ah. He is stood by a door. That okay. door, although you don't know it, but you can assume, leads yep. on to the rest of the floor, which is all collection. Okay. Well, when he's not looking in our direction... No. Wait. <laughs> How does it go in Hitman again? <laughs> when he's <looking laughs> When he's looking somewhere else, Hang I on. ping yeah. a coin past us in the other... Yeah, yeah go, we can see ourselves ping a coin in the other direction. I'm imagining there's like a window. Yeah, imagining there's a window at the other end of the corridor. Yeah, but if he sees it land, then he knows what that sound is and he's not going to investigate it, according to Hitman. So, <laughs> who am I to argue? Well, ha- Just when he, when he can't but see Hitman the source... Hitman ain't here. <laughs> okay, or so, long he? corridor... Butler in the middle, right? We're yeah. are we are we all the way at the end of a corridor or just kind of all halfway the end, down? Yeah. yeah. Servants cor- the servant staircase is right up at the back of the house. Okay. What what I propose is perhaps we throw yeah. the coin through the window, and before he gets there and realizes that the coin was thrown from the inside, 
we do a literal hitman, as in you run up and hit the man. <laughs> I guess, yeah, if the ghosts aren't cool. 47 Boom. times. <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, why not? Damn it. Let's, uh, let's ping the coin to the other end of the corridor, and it's pretty dark in here. He might not see it whizzing past. He might just hear the sound of it pinging at the other end of the corridor. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Let's to, make this all one action. Um, okay. What is it? What is it? What are we rolling? Okay, uh, let's say it's. A, can we do like a like a combination? Like a combin. Like I want to skirmish this guy now. If we've got no other options, then I'm gonna draw a long nightstick from my pack. It's like a it's like a nightstick, a baton with a side handle on it. You know, like a tonfa. Yeah. Nice. I'm gonna draw what, it out how- of the pack. How about if I finesse the, the coin throw? You hand me the coin yes. and I throw it. There we go. And then you go, go in for the hit. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so... Um, it's a two-part move. Yeah, love it. Zilla, roll me the skirmish. Skirmish. Zilla, roll me the... Skirmish for uh, days. Finesse. All right. So two. So I'm not rolling five all and day. Four. Okay. Here's what happens. Um, <laughs> the coin hits the butler square in the face. Oh, damn uh, it. He, he turns around Let and uh, he turns around and looks at you both and goes Ooh! Oh, <laughs> he only has time to say that because then the nightstick yeah, down the corridor. blam he's out I'll tell you what I'm going to make a fortune roll for him oh no it's a one he's dead oh, um, no! oh okay. no death oh, is quite I... serious in Blades in the Dark um, oh no but I rolled, a, I rolled really good. Can I not, like, not try and You can resist him? these consequences. I'd like to not try and kill him. I don't want to kill yeah. a butler. Uh, okay, let's can resist these... Can I not hit these... him in a sort of non I feel like as a prize fighter, I would have some, some nous about where to hit yeah. people to not kill them. If you don't like the way it went, then resist those consequences. I'm going to resist that murder. Um, make me a prowess roll so however okay. many points you have in prowess total that's how oh. many dice you roll nice okay I've got a lot of prowess actually I've got four total so Ooh, wow brilliant here we Our go highest roll so far okay I got okay mixed bunch five two a one and a one that's cool we take the five so you only take one stress because it's uh, okay the difference between but that's what one you rolled on top of one I had before so it's two total now you take uh, you take one stress and mm-hmm. the uh, butler uh, is Badly hurt. He's uh, unconscious. Um, He'll live, but not well. (laughs) Um, However, he did yell, and he does hit the floor with quite a thud. Uh. Um, And in the next room, uh, everyone else, Barnaby, Casimir, Edvard, uh, you hear the... Through a wall, you hear a loud thud, and... Uh. Wouldn't you can know I, it? Can I position him so he doesn't swallow his tongue or like choke on his own vomit? You know, just trying to. Yeah, sure. Okay. You can. Do, you just. You just do that. Okay. It's nice of you. Okay. Uh, Lizette's eyes are already open. She's awake. She takes a stumbling step backwards, and her lungs fill to scream. Uh, I, chaps, I've got something for this. Step back. Um, I walk up to Lizette, and I say, Lizette, Recall. darling, Recall. lovely to see you. Rather awkward situation. Um. Bit of a lover's tryst with the help. Yeah, I disguised myself as a servant and snuck in. Terribly sorry. Understand it's trespassing. But it's great to see you. Um, how's Squiffy? Uh, Algernon. Not, not seen him for a while. Squiffy? Algernon. Algernon's his name. Yeah, you know. Roll, roll me for, uh, for this 
Uh, I'm going to use Sway because it's about persuasion uh, uh, and I also have two dots in that so that's also the one I would like to use. While, while Barnaby is doing this um, I would like to flash back to when we got the um, mission to get the artifact uh, from the house. Um, I did a little bit of research reading before we set off just to see if I could find out what the artifact actually was so I could identify it when we got there. Oh yeah. Oh, okay. You beautiful, beautiful man. Um, take me one stress for that, Edvard, but no need to roll for it, I don't think. All you had to do was take a quick jaunt down to the auction house, um, slip a few uh, silver coins here and there, uh, and yeah, you you got a copy of the catalogue from from that day's auction. It was a, a emerald green spinning top. It was crafted hundreds of years ago by a master toysmith called Orlan Hells, and it is one of uh, the most valuable spinning tops ever crafted because uh, Orlan Hells was again a master. Uh, it's been owned by many people, all of them. Uh, rich and famous and notable with titles and stuff over those hundreds of years and it was held at the auction house for uh, several weeks before it went on auction um, and it was in that time that the rumours about its slightly uncanny quality began to spread okay um, I, can I study you have a you, you have a you have an illustration of it can I study the room catalog. to see if I can see it let's uh, let's cover off Barnaby's role okay. first <laughs> I feel like <laughs> what you're able to do in the room is going to greatly depend on Indeed. On That's this. why I was hoping I could do it before. <laughs> <laughs> Don't forget, um, Barnaby, that you can push yourself if you want to add an extra die to this. Uh, how much stress do I take for that? You take one stress. Two. Uh, sorry, two, two. two stress. Sorry. Okay. As an alternative, if you don't want to take the stress, because stress is quite serious, mm. I can offer you a devil's bargain here, which is no stress, but uh, makes something <laughs> Sounds it, yeah. How how uh, how hard is it to clear stress? Is that how much am I able to clear during a a, a cool down phase? Um, because we is... don't need to get into that now. Okay, fine. It's not super easy to clear. I'll offer you this devil's bargain. Okay, you can add an extra die to this, but if it succeeds, Lizette is going to slander your name all over town about this. Um, about, about the this, the, uh, the tryst, yeah. About this tryst. Uh, you will be, you will be, you will be stared at in an unfavorable light in many parties. No, I don't like it. I'll take the stress. No, my reputation okay. is everything. That's um, fine. But I will take the extra die and the extra stress, which is two to add to my four that I already have. Uh, sorry, two that I already have to make four. Uh, so that would be three dice, right? Love it. Okay. And do I take the highest or the lowest? You or take the highest. Okay, fine. That is a four. Okay. No, that is a success with a complication. A complication. You have squeaked through. Uh, all right, let's uh, let's have this conversation then. Uh, Lizette is blindsided. Dazed. I, I'm I'm sorry. What? Oh yes, terribly sorry. One of your yeah, one of the help. So, yeah, we had a little. Th I was just looking. Barnaby, for the is that you? Yes, it is. Yes. Mm, well, yeah. who? With who? Which one of them? Well, I don't ask the name. It's the help. Barnaby, Barnaby. I know. Barnaby. I know. I'm up to my old, yeah, old tricks again. Sorry. 
Um, but yeah, this is another one of your classic japes, isn't yes, it? Yes, it is. Yes, I'm sure uh, Al- Algernon told you about them. Yes, but uh, are you? I mean, are you sleepwalking again? You're, you're not likely to hurt yourself. Should we? Should we not get you oh, back to no, bed? Oh no, it's all right. I've got a. I've got a man in the corridor. Uh, in fact, where is he? Andrel. Andrew. I say Andrew. Oh, I think he. Oh, he's, mm, I think he's, he's not popped, there. I'm just going to go see him. Uh, but he's just around the corner. Well, and she. I think he popped to the bathroom. You think he popped to the bathroom? Yes. Hmm. What on earth makes you think that? We well. just come down the stairs. Yes, yes, yeah. But he, there's, no one, there's no one in here, so I just assumed. I, I, he should be here. I, I'm a little, I'm a little Lizette, worried about how him. How long I, have we known each other? I shall check, Mum. <laughs> I've, I've got. Um, I mean, I'm wearing a servant's uniform. I'm just gonna try and play off the. She doesn't recognise the help thing. Be like, I shall. Uh, I shall see to it presently, Mum. And I'm gonna. Thank you. If you would, if you would go now, actually, I would yep. appreciate it. Uh, yeah. Dave, check on he's, Andrew. He's, um, yeah, I go. Back, yeah, yeah, I go with. <laughs> okay. Kazimir. You've both moved into the corridor. You have found Zilla, Lilith, unconscious Andrew. Alright, Casimir, what do you think... Hi guys, by the way. Um, <laughs> what do you think of the odds that she's so face-blind to her servants that we can say that I'm Andrel? Um, can I have a look at uh, Andrel and uh, also at Edvard and see how alike <laughs> they are? Sorry. Yeah, sure. Um, they are alike. They are f- the only major difference is that Andrel is about 10 years older than Edvard and Andrel is clean-shaven. Not a problem, I say, and whip out my uh, straight razor. <laughs> I feel like this, cool. the transformation is like Edgar Wright first. Mm. Like it's that <laughs> Like all the blades in, in the, the dark blade. works on Edgar Wright editing. <laughs> well, there's three of us, so, so one of us is doing the shaving, one of us is, I don't know what else, what else needs of to course. be done. Draw some putting flour in his hair. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, who is leading the shaving of Edvard? Who's <laughs> <laughs> got the steadiest hands? I've got, I'd, yeah, I reckon. Casimir, let's make it you. Uh, let's make this a group action. Everyone who wants to help shave Edvard, um, and contribute. put him in old man makeup. <laughs> and, to, and to yeah, I'm and to make him convincingly look like. <laughs> um, I'm going to roll finesse. Do I have finesse? I'm pretty sure I have finesse. Yes, well, it, I have a dot in finesse. Who and who's helping? Uh, yeah, I'm, 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 I'm helping. Um, I imagine while we everyone do who's it, helping, we find everyone out everyone who's helping make a finesse roll. Okay, I hope, I hope that my roll is better. <laughs> Sorry. Also a two. I rolled a one. (laughs) (laughs) You've made him look younger. (laughs) Uh, And oh, that's everyone, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, but I'm I'm still stalling for time. I'm chatting to Lizette. So that's. I take three stress. (laughs) You take. Oh no. The. The process is so stressful um to start with it looks like it's all gonna be quite straightforward you have the straight razor and you kind of approach edvard's neck um then zilla comes in with the shaving foam and just has a little aerosol can and it just (laughs) just explodes all over 
Edvard's face. Um, Lilith is sort of panicking, trying to wipe it away. She's forgotten that she's already picked up a razor, so she's shaving off eyebrows. She's like, she's like scratching his cheeks up. Um, Edvard is trying to keep quiet, but he's now wriggling in pain. I can Um, can shave myself, folks. The only way out is through, mate. (laughs) (laughs) The only way out is through, asserts Casimir. Um, Okay. You have not, unfortunately, disguised Edvard. But you have shaved his eyebrows off and cut his face quite badly. Um, Edvard, take uh, take level one harm, badly shaved face. Oh, no. Edvard. (laughs) Can can I have a go at fixing this myself? (laughs) Um, Yeah, sure. Can I... I would like to finesse this, please. You can. um, Yeah, go on then. All right. Uh, That's two... 2d6 uh, that's a 3 and a 4 okay um, you fix it you fix it and you manage to sort of like blot out the sort of draw on some new eyebrows you you draw on some new eyebrows it, it, and they actually match um, uh, <laughs> Andrew's quite well um, and you you sort of his his butler's uniform is different to your servant's outfit, but are you changing into his clothes yeah, as well? Yeah, I'll put his clothes on. Cool. So he's he's in his underpants now. Um, they're on the they're on the floor. Um, but all of this is reasonably time consuming. Um, and I'm filling the last mm. clock. Servants awake. Um, you can hear the house starting to come to life and actually uh, not come to life but you know people are start you hear in the floor above you people like starting to stir uh, it's about four o'clock in the morning soon they'll be like preparing breakfast and it's starting to get light outside um, you have a very short amount of time before this floor is full of people all right well let's get let's get back in there quickly mm-hmm. yes my lady it's me Andrew. You, you called you called for me there you go Lizette there he is Oh, Andrel, I quite forgot that I wanted to check on you. It's been such a long time. I was having a wonderful catch-up with Barnaby. Oh, glad to hear it, my lady. Barnaby, Barnaby. do you want anything? Do you want breakfast or anything? Oh, that sounds delightful, but really, I, I probably shouldn't be seen here. I'd, I'd rather ask you not to mention this. And, oh, yes, you know, before society, the sun is certainly. properly up, yeah. you probably want to be out of here, Sir, don't you? sir, before, <laughs> yeah. before you leave, sir, you might like to see some of the, the treasures of the collection. I mean, there oh, are some very rare, yeah. very exquisite pieces. You probably... Wouldn't get a better chance to but see Lizette, them now, I mean, sir. Well, Lizette, but Lizette must be so tired. I mean, maybe you can show me them. And, and Lizette, I mean, I, I, honestly, it's four in the morning. I, you know, Algernon told me about this sleepwalking thing. It must be dreadful, frightful bore. Uh, you should go to bed and, and catch up on a bit more sleep, and then you'll be ready for breakfast. Barnaby, actually, that would be wonderful, frankly. Um, mm. are, are you sure you've got this, Andrew? Are you all right? Absolutely, ma'am. I will get your breakfast for you um, when you call for it once you've had a nice sleep I'll see you then lovely absolute um, pleasure will... to see you Lizette lovely and she heads out through the corridor and let's say that Zilla and Lilith are tastefully standing in front of um, the underpants yeah we've uh, kind of propped him against <laughs> the Andrew. wall and we're both just standding in front <laughs> okay that's different sorry what's <laughs> happened because <laughs> we're not we're we not yet. the naked body against the no, wall no like okay no flashback Zilla and I <laughs> dragged him into a different room because we're that's, not dressed that sounds more sensible we're not dismembered dressed. the body 
But, they, but we're not we're in not we're disguised. Not in, we're not we're disguised. Just, we're just a couple of randos. I so would like, that would be right. no help. You're quite right. So what have you done with the what have you done with the body? Um, we found a near uh, uh, yeah, we found a little broom cupboard and we've stuffed him in there. And um, ourselves. We're, we're hiding in there as like well sardines. just until yeah. Super quick, make me a roll to just see how well hidden he is. Okay. Uh, at this point, it doesn't really matter. Okay. Uh, do we have to tell you discovered. what kind of roll that is? I got a six! <laughs> Brilliant. You've disguised him as a through. Greek statue. And <laughs> <laughs> how, well, yeah, how is he disguised, Lil? It's up to you. Um, well, he's in a cupboard. So it's just, um, yeah, no, he's in a cupboard. But if you look at him, he literally just looks like a pile of coats. Cool. To be fair, there's no way Lizette's going in the broom cupboard. No there, there really isn't. I'd be amazed if you knew she had one. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> she probably doesn't. Lizette has headed down uh, the the corridor, um, it, and you know, gone gone back to her bedroom. Um, you can still hear quite a lot of like clumping and clump, feet sort of from the floor above. I take the yeah. cloth bung out of the Molotov and have a really good swig. <laughs> <laughs> it's at least three Adam's apple twitches before I reassemble it. Nice. Tell you what, chaps, my reputation's going to take a hammering if anyone finds out about this, and I didn't even get the, to have the tryst with anyone. It's rubbish. Yeah, that's <sighs> definitely Dreadful. a tragedy. All right, Dreadful. Uh, where's this? Where's this Jade spinning? I'm glad top? you agree. Uh, you don't have to uh, look around far for it. Um, it is, in fact, you can see that the collection is kind of being filled out chronologically as she collects them. So it's actually the last one uh, along the sort of furthest from the. From the door um, that, that Lizette left through, it's a glass cabinet, and yeah, this emerald green um, spinning top. As you uh, look at it, you feel almost as if the edges of your vision are kind of waver. It, it's not, it's not in, it's a beautifully made thing, but but oddly, it's not enjoyable to to look at. And as you all get closer to it, you all feel a little bit cold and unhappy. Mm. Mm. Is it going to be some sort of security thing? I mean, if I had one of these things, I'd probably secure it somehow. I don't know. You're the. It doesn't look like it. You're the criminal. The security things were numerous. <laughs> but you bypassed them. You're here now. Fine. Is there a is there a door? Is there a lock? Is is it just under glass? Can we lift the glass it's, off? Uh, it's under glass. There's a, a a cabinet. It just opens. There's no lock. All right. Well, who wants to put their hands on that thing? I don't know. It makes me feel weird. What about it. the ghost Go lady? On. Ghost lady yes. loves ghosts. Yes, you all think I'm going to do it anyway, so I'll do it. All right, so I I pick it up and I go to stash it away in one of my many, many pockets. I have a lot of pockets. Cool. As you put your hands on it, you uh, a vision fills your mind of um, <laughs> a young girl. Um, her face is pallid and her eyes are black. Uh, and she is just screaming and all of a sudden in one the understanding sort of hits you like a freight train um, that this little girl owned this spinning top and never really left it and has been spending the intervening however many hundreds of years just getting unhappier and unhappier and now this spinning top has this angry ghost attached to it well, that's right, a whole other it. chapter in your thesis. Like, it just Ooh. got 4,000 words longer. Yeah. It was yeah. a ghost! Wee! Mm-hmm. Oh. And, <laughs> 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 and uh, it's going to try and 
possess you, actually. Oh, that's uh, cool. Oh my goodness. Okay. Well, can I can I compel it? Yeah. So, yes. I well, would like try. to compel it to um, not. Yeah. <laughs> to, <laughs> to, to, <laughs> I would like to compel it to leave. So just leave yeah, us wait, alone. Wait, is that going to affect the, the value of this thing? <laughs> um, is it more I valuable while think, it's cursed? Well, the thing is, people won't like as long as the the legend is like as long as the thing is still going on, that's fine. But if you would like me to be possessed by a ghost and possibly murder you with a bunch, I mean, of I've spinning only tops, just met I you, mean, so I don't really mind. But yeah, do what you need to do. Well, look, I'm getting an idea of what she wants to do to the people in this room. Uh, and it's lots of bad things with spinning tops in places that you don't want them. So, uh, yeah. Eyes. Mainly eye sockets, yeah. I don't want them anywhere, frankly. Uh, all right, well, what are you rolling then for this, uh, Lilith? <laughs> okay, so I'm going to study a tune. I'm compelling her to leave. I'm going to offer you a devil's bargain as well. Okay. You can have an extra dice, but if this attunement succeeds... Uh, Wherever she is in the world, the spirit of this little girl will be fascinated with you. Yeah, why not? Yeah, I want a ghost. I want a ghost who's obsessed with me. Yeah. Cool, brilliant. Okay, add that die. Okay, come on, Kess. Okay, okay, okay. I got two and a five and a five. That's a great. Uh, you feel the sort of spectral tendril tendrils trying to force their way into your consciousness but with a sort of exertion of, um, of of attunement you push them out and force them back the other way and wrestle this spectre actually into visible form. Now everyone in the room can see uh, this ghost and actually it looks a lot, scare a lot less scary now that you've managed to sort of deflect this um, psychic attack uh, and now it's just a little girl and she looks she looks a bit sad. Hmm. Are you What's okay? Happening? Hey, you've been no. you've been stuck in here for a long time. I always have to move house. I don't like it. I just want to play with my toys, but I always have to move around. You have been moved around a lot. This you've been stuck in this, haven't you? And you've gone to a lot of different people. Yes. Well. <laughs> well. Hey, Why don't you just jump into one of these other spinning top things? You can stay here if you like. I like this one. Well, it's it's a bit gaudy. Is there... What's gaudy? It's like overly embellished, you know. What's embellished? I can't like deal with children. TikTok, you know. Everybody. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. <laughs> um, look, is there... So you want to be somewhere with toys? Mm -hmm. Okay, so I flash back and I think of when I first arrived in town and I wandered around and there was, I found, an old toy museum. Yes, you did. And I took note of that because I thought, oh, that's cool, because I bet there's a heckle of a lot of uh, ghosts in there. Cause, uh, <laughs> haunted you know, children for days. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Great so resource like, of haunted children. <laughs> <laughs> and so I, I say to the, the ghost, I'm like, Look, I know that if, if you go um, west and you keep going west from here, eventually you'll hit a building with all the toys that you can play with and all the children just like you 
and you'll be able to play with all the toys there and you won't be moved because they take care of everything there and it stays there. She sort of shuffles her feet and looks at the floor and looks at, looks at you, Lilith, with big eyes and says, What's your name? I, I'm Lilith. Will you take me there? I don't know what is a west. Yeah, I can take you there. Okay. Okay, yes. There is a sort of weird kind of kind of sucking sound as she sort of psychically disconnects from the spinning top. It is now an ordinary spinning top. And okay. uh, the, the little girl, um, as she fades away, she says, My name's Finn, by the way. And she goes, and fades uh, fades away. Um, Lilith, you're sort of dimly aware that she is still yeah, sort of hovering still near like you, near although you can no longer see her. In fact, you feel a little coldness in your hand as a kind of like little child's hand holds yours. It's <laughs> actually kind of cute. <laughs> okay, so I... Is it? <laughs> Who would like to take the spinning top? Because I think you guys need to go and get this. Whoop. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> we, need, we need to get out of here. And I need, yeah. yeah, we need to get out. And I will That's go in the opposite direction to you guys. Cause... Well, we can't. We can't go up because the servants are all hmm. waking up. So Why don't we, we need um, to go either out the front door or some other way? Is there a dumb, Everyone's dumb going out to... the front door. <laughs> oh. I'm just going to set the house on fire. <laughs> wow. Okay. Sure. Oh my cool. God. And then yell. I, I climb back out of the dumbwaiter and I. Oh. oh. <laughs> okay. I'm just gonna yell. Fire! Fire! And then just start running for the door. All right. Fantastic. Um, Social death. I'll ask you to roll for that, Casimir. However you want. Uh, all right. Uh, let's see. What would this be? Well, it's probably. I want to say wreck. Yeah. yeah. But, I mean, it's yeah. It's it's, it's got to be wreck, hasn't it? Uh, I flash I back to when Casimir was worrying about upsetting one of the big rulers of the city. I've pushed myself, so I'm rolling 2d6. Yeah. Uh, that's a four. Ah. So, cool, great. Yeah, uh, yeah the uh, fire immediately <laughs> spreads the walls. In fact, um, a little too quickly. Um, it is snaking all around the the walls and, and and the floor, and before you know it, it's actually it's like a waist high fire, <laughs> barring your exit from ah. from this room. What our, our exit from this room entirely? Is it everyone's or just mine? Or um, I don't think any of you left the room, did you? No, no, no. Yeah, this room is on fire, uh, and the fire has yeah it spread around. Oh, do you know what? Do you know that kind of like valance thing you get around the side of like with like little tassels? Mm. Mm. Uh-huh. You didn't notice, but there's there's flock wallpaper, and all the wallpaper along the bottom has a little tassel thing, and that just catches and goes around like that. I have a look around, and I see if there are any trap doors for emergency escape, like sometimes uh, to get valuables out. Um, there will be secret ways in and out of special rooms. There's no dumb waiter uh, in this room, is there? There's no dumb waiter and there's no secret trapdoor that you can see, but there are windows. With what? Third third floor here? Three stories up? Yes. Uh, can I, I just want to look out the window. What's beneath, what's beneath it? Oh, um, is it a big spiky well, railing from... or is it a big <laughs> comfortable looking tree? Yeah. A good shrub. Actually, let me just square Landing my shrub. geography of the house. Uh, yeah, it, well, it's um, it's a, it's a little uh, side alley that runs down the the side of the of the house. 
How um, wide it's is semi detached. As in, we can can we kind of go down like, one leg on our either side? Uh, Luke, I'm gonna tick a box of loads if I may. Yes. Uh, and pull out my uh, uh, just burglar's tools. So I'm gonna pull out basically just like a I'm gonna pull out a rope ladder with a couple of hooks. Mm. Would you say it's yeah about fifty feet of hemp and rope? About fifty foot of hemp and rope. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> nice. Um, yeah. I'm just gonna point and go. Here we are. Oh yeah, and then that'll work. I'm gonna hook it onto the sash and out the window. Are we all escaping out the window? Yes, please. Seems yeah. sensible. Great. I wouldn't make you roll for this normally, but because the room's on fire, uh, let's make this a group action okay. you know, just to speed things along. Okay. Casimir, um, uh, it sounds like I, I don't want to pressure you to take in this because you, you've taken a few group actions already. Uh, so if anyone else would like to lead the charge on escaping, I mean we are trying to leave quietly. So it does sound like a prowl group action, which I'm happy to lead. We're tr- we are. In it doesn't fact, make any sense to, for me to do it. I don't. We're think. trying to seem. <laughs> we're trying to. We're trying to get out without people being like, "How did they?" You don't want to be seen up? leaving yeah. by a rope, I suppose. So I, it, I'm happy to lead it if it's a if it's a prowl. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. All right. I'm everyone not roll. Yeah. Everyone okay. roll for prowl. Okay. One. Sorry. Six twos. Pair of twos. No, wait, four, sorry. Okay, so um, six is the highest result, which is great. Yep. But I think I'm taking three more stress. You are taking three <gasps> more stress, yes. Oh. It's been a stressful, to be fair, this sounds like a stressful day for Casimir, <laughs> Master <laughs> Criminal. <laughs> yeah, I'm on 12 of 13. Oh, yay! All right. Do you want to, re- you can resist, Casimir, if you... Well, uh, they, no, no, I can't, I, I can't resist, resist yeah, that stress. Of course, yeah, never mind. Because also, um, if I resist, I might end up taking yeah. five stress. <laughs> yes, you resist that stress. Num, num, num. So the highest result there was a six. Yeah, mm-hmm. you're all away, down, out the out the window, and, um, and, and down a rope, and off out into the street. As you uh, sort of slip away down, down that alley, uh, you can sort of hear alarm bells and ringing. You can see servants are like starting to kind of spill out into the street. Other houses, kind of people are coming out because smoke is starting to pour out of the windows. It is what I would call an enormous amount of distracting confusion. Yeah, <laughs> that sounds um, good. And um, can I recover my clothes, which are probably no. on the floor somewhere? Right? Um, they were well. Let's they were think tossed, about it. They were they, tossed out of the window. They the were tossed window. out of the window, and but I quite expensive. They're either on the roof or they've... If they cleared the roof, they might be in the alley. I think it's unlikely they'd have cleared the roof. Mm. What? To be honest. It's a very heavy jacket. (laughs) Caught on a lamp. Fine. (laughs) I'm going to use something for my load, which is a bloody hip flask, and I'm going to take a drink. (laughs) Enormously stressful. (laughs) If I had to count, I'd say it was four stressful. Bloody Uh, nightmare. As you you slip away uh, down this alley... um, uh, most people are sort of rushing the other way um, to like try try to get to the scene of the fire and see what's going on. You do see two young women with their hoods. They've got hoods up. Mm-hmm. You would place them in their mid-teens um, and they're just stood in the middle of the road a bit like the Shining Twins. Um, sort of barring your path a little bit. And mm-hmm. they look at you and go, Can we have the spinning top, please? Are you billocks? No, we're sisters. Then piss off. Oh. <laughs> no, yeah, piss off. 
<laughs> Sorry, the R was a Johnny reaction. All, all Casimir says is piss off. Cool. Um, not sister sisters, dimmer sisters, they say. The dimmer sisters are a super creepy uh, group of shut-ins. Uh, they're kind of a gang in their own right, although no one really knows what they're up to. They live in a big spooky house um, and they are uh, obsessed with ghosts and all things spectral and you have no idea how they knew you were at this location or how they tracked you down but they're stood in front of you now these two girls and one of them says that's Josie and the other one points and goes that's Rosie (laughs) and then they say in unison we're Rosie and Josie and we'll pay you for the spinning top that's different Uh, they pull out a little we only have ten coin. Done. Just one thing. It is still haunted, right? Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Great. Super haunted. Good. Good. They pass over the this little pouch of, of ten coin, which you now have, and eagerly take from you the spinning top. Uh, they sort of look at it. Um, one of them says, I thought it would be spookier but maybe the ghosts are so powerful we have to crack many wards and glyphs before they will reveal themselves how exciting for us Rosie and Josie (laughs) and they sneak the spinning top Mm. underneath their cloaks and Mm. sort of are away down an alleyway I I feel the little ghost hand clench mine ever so tightly just in a I'm so glad that I'm not in that anymore (laughs) spooks Spooks. and that is the end of the score well done everyone Two more extra Great. coin. Two more extra coin. Um, uh, super quickly, let's race through um, the final phase of mm-hmm. Late in the Dark, which is called Downtime. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, we can we can do some of this off stream because it's not all of it is 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 super interesting. But the main thing I want to know is uh, is anyone looking to indulge their vice, and does anyone wish to start a long term project? Uh, I, I would like to indulge my vice to reduce stress massively, please. Okay. I think what I'm, is your vice? Uh, my vice is obligation. Um, uh, it is to tend to my uh, my wounded leg. It's basically like a, 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 a years old break that didn't heal properly. Um, and so, especially if I've been trying to move without detection, it, it hurts a lot. So it's kind of like it's bathing it. Uh, in hot and cold water, it's it's rubbing unguents into it. Sometimes it's it's trying sort of medicinal pain reliefs and just experimenting and trying to find something that will make um, it hurt less. Hmm. Great, Casimir. Um, what is your uh, weakest attribute rating? My insight prowess and resolve. Uh, it is definitely insight. I have okay. one dot in it. Okay, so when we uh, indulge our vices, we make an attribute roll using the lowest attribute rating, uh, and we clear stress equal to the highest die result. So I'm rolling 1d6. I clear three stress. <laughs> How much does that leave you with? Nine. So <laughs> we get two downtime actions, don't we? Yes, you can do it again. I will do it again if that's all right. That's another four. So I'm on five stress, which is fine. Lovely. 
Is there any other uh, stress relief or long-term projects that yes, anyone please. else would like to start? I would oh, like yeah. to. On, I Barnaby. would like to stress relief. I've got four stress, please. How do you re- how do you relieve stress? My Barnaby? vice is pleasure. It's it's drinking. It's gambling. It's you don't say everything. Um, <laughs> so yeah, uh, I would like to. Uh, I would like to relax. I think probably go and eat at a fine restaurant. Do some drinking in a fine drinking establishment. Cool. Uh, How much stress do you have currently? Four. Four. Okay. So your lowest attribute um, rating, insight out, prowess, resolve. Pick out, pick whichever one Uh, you have the fewest dots in. And it's a single, a single dot in insight. Oh, cool. Well, then just just roll me one d six. Five. There you go. (laughs) Okay. If your vice roll clears more stress levels than you had marked, you overindulge. Delicious oh. meal. <laughs> Delicious meal. <laughs> um, Sounds about right. He, uh, here's what happens, Barnaby. You glorious Gout. liability. <laughs> um, you overindulge. Uh, you go out to a fancy restaurant. You uh, you eat and drink so much that you cannot help but brag about what you just did uh, to the people sat at the next table. You're going uh, to so laugh. I'm going to mark You're really going plus- to laugh. I'm going to mark plus two heat for the whole crew. (laughs) Sounds about right. Step closer to someone going to jail. (laughs) Not me. It'll be someone else, I'm sure. (laughs) I mean, you are confessing, so... Do I have to do anything to heal my level one harm? (laughs) Yes, you do. Um, Oh, gosh. Should we talk about how healing works? Moisturize. My bad. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> okay, so um, if you want to just get better, that's recovering. Um, yeah, you're going to a healer. Let's say that because you're not super wealthy, uh, this is kind of like a sort of back alley doctor situation. Or would you like to perform the operation on yourself? Um, I had, as one of my clever friends, I know an apothecary. I don't know if that's if that helps. Yeah, sure. Roll me 2d6. Uh, three and a four. Three and a four. Okay. Uh, so that is one segment plus two segments. Can you see you've got a healing clock on your character sheet? Yes. You have filled three. And when you fill it up, that last one, all of your injuries right. will downgrade by one. Okay. So when you fill it up next time, those cuts will be gone. They're started to scab up and a little bit now. Great. Upsettingly, to sort of uh, if you take any damage before that clock is healed, all of those segments will be lost. Uh. Healing in this game is hard. <laughs> cool. Thanks for cutting my face up, guys. Appreciate it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> You're welcome. It's, right. only one. Um, it's only level one. You'll be all right. I've, I've taken the ghosts to the, the museum. Um, cool. And I'm just having a look around the museum and seeing all the different ghosts there. I'm just taking it all in for my research. Wonderful, wonderful. As a um, long-term project, can I try and upgrade this line launcher so it doesn't burst into yes. flames? Yes. That would be ideal. Oh, let's make piece of junk. You have already made it, so let's start a four-segment sec- four clock okay. uh, to upgrade your line launcher. Um, it will be of higher quality and significantly less likely to break. Um I've got some field testing data now, so I can uh, tinker with it, and I, I think I've got some uh, some interesting adjustments I'd like to make. Do me a tinker roll now, see how, because you've still got one downtime activity. Okay, uh, I've got two tinkers. Oh, that's two twos. Okay. Um, all right. 
no clock segments filled this time. No worries. Can I, um, if I have a second downtime action, after my indulgences, if I wake up yep. with a headache the next morning and realising that I've said a little too much, is there anything I can do to help reduce the heat? Uh, uh, yeah, there sure is. What would you do to reduce the heat on your crew? Um, well, I, I think the, the people I was bragging to were probably friends. Um, and... Uh, or I don't know actually. Maybe the restaurant staff. Okay. I, I could maybe um, go and I could maybe go and have to go back to the restaurant. Fired. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I could go back to the restaurant and and be like, I left my my coat here, and also I was very drunk. I, I'm a also bit of everything a, bit I said of, was a lie. I'm a bit of a fantasist. You know how it is. <laughs> you have a few no drinks. worries. Um, make me let's let's make this a consort role. I, I, I think. Sure. I have one dot in consort. Go on then. So I will roll that, and it is a one. <laughs> okay, uh, you have re you reduce heat by one. Uh, so now that you increased it by two, yeah, reduced, you reduced it, by it by one. Great. All right. Um, you twenty four hours uh, since you first met Pickett, you are back, and you have her money. She is delighted. She says, "I think this is the start of a very fruitful friendship," and she sort of brings you all in for a group hug. Uh, and says, ah, if you ever want another job, just let me know. You all seem competent. <laughs> all of us. You sorry. mostly seem competent. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the life of crime, she says. Huzzah! Uh, and laughing, uh, she leaves. And you have indeed been inducted into the life of crime. Crime! Yay! Well done, Luke. That was really good. <laughs> yeah, that was great. <laughs> yeah. No worries. So that was Oxventure Blades in the Dark. I hope everybody had a good time. Sure did. Well, check back next time uh, for more exciting heists and daring do's. Yeah. Maybe you'll find out what's going on on that boat. Maybe find out what's going on in Capcom. Maybe something else entirely. Cab Capcom. Capcom. <laughs> Capcom. 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 <laughs> It's so simple, they said. Simpler than D&D, &D, they said. Yeah, it's it's simple and elegant. Clocks are a, a brilliant part of Blades in the Dark when you basically want to, as the GM, like ratchet up the tension or increase the pressure mm. or hurry things along. You can, you can start a clock. It's like, well, I'm going to start a clock and it's, you know, the whole building catching fire or, mm. um, you know, a, a, a noticed by a ghost or like they find the body or something like that. Yeah. And, you, you know, basically when you think people are being a bit too slow or yeah. as a complication, if someone rolls a four or a five, you can be like, OK, well, yes, you do that. But I'm ticking another segment of this clock. You basically fill up these little trivial pursuit style uh, kind of sketched out little pies, pie piece things, fill a clock. They normally have like four pieces and, or, or something like that, four sections. Mm -hmm. And yeah, and bad things happen when it when it gets filled. So it yeah, it, it just is it's a brilliantly elegant way of just adding adding tension and adding mm. a, sort of imposing a time limit on Yeah, it's on like narrative plays. time yeah. pressure without literal time pressure. It's yeah. not literally a timer, but it lets you um kind exactly. of exactly. put a little pressure on the players. Yeah. yeah. Especially if I don't know, we we've kind of weaned ourselves off the D and D thing where you have to lay out every single plan before you pick a path. Yes. Yeah. But yeah. 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 You really are disincentivized to do that when you know the the GM has a clock counting you down. Yes, yes. Blades in the Dark uh, punishes 
hesitation and dawdling, <laughs> but it rewards mm. making really sort of bold swings uh, mm. at, at stuff like making, you know, really, really kind of big, uh, exciting, bold unlikely to succeed moves um yeah and also yeah. you can flash back at any time course, which flashbacks. sort of create which creates yeah. creates time even mm. within some time pressure you can kind of create yeah. some time for yourself i think um like when i tell people when i explain blades in the dark to people and explain mm. the flashback mechanic mm. which is a reminder at any point you can say flashback and then you say oh, actually i did this in the past and that's how it affects what's happening in the you know in the present I think people mm. people look at me and uh, as if like, well, doesn't that make the game too easy? Doesn't that kind of break it? And you everyone re- imagines immediately the bill and the end of um, yes. that Bill and Ted movie <laughs> where they're like, I yeah. go back in time and put a trash can on your head and I yeah. win that yeah. thing. Yeah, exactly. Um, but remarkably, it just balances itself out. For one thing, people have to remember to flashback, and when people are real, yes. when players are really concentrating. Um, it, it's remarkable how 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 often you forget that you can just sort of basically travel back in time. And, and... we do this so much in the early episodes. Listen yeah, yeah, out yeah. for it over the next few weeks of the podcast <laughs> because you'll be like, "Why is no one flashing back?" They have yeah. this awesome power of of, yeah. of freezing yeah. time, and yet no one is doing it. Yeah. But also, crucially, when you flash back, you still have to make a roll for the thing you want to do. So if I say right. flashback, I actually bribed this guard so he doesn't care that I, you know, just fell over in front of him and all my weapons fell out or something you have to go back and and roll for the bribe and if you fail the bribe then things will probably be worse when you come mm. you know back to the present um mm. and you also take stress when you um when you when you flash back as well so you know there is a price to be paid um it, it seems game-breakingly powerful but in practice it's just it's just right and in terms of in terms of listening or watching uh, to a bla- an episode of Blades in the Dark, it's really cinematic because it introduces a, a kind of, uh, you know, a bit of vocabulary from cinematic storytelling. You know, Dungeons yes. and Dragons. That's right. There's, there's not re- there's no mechanic in Dungeons and Dragons to allow for flashbacks. I suppose you could you could yeah. you know sort of ad hoc yourself a, a flashback in D and D if your yeah. DM's up for that. But it's not built for it though, is it? Uh, it's well, definitely not built for it. All of Blades in the Dark happens in a sort of oceans 11 split screen uh kind yes. of heist like it's very very cinematic yes. you're right that's a, a really good observation in the way that it's written and the language that the game uses it's very cinematic i think that means that when you're listening to it and when you're playing it you are basically imagining things happening with like you know a, 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 a sort of thrilling soundtrack and like angle different camera edits and like when you imagine a fight in blades in the dark you're sort of imagining it from three different angles and the camera mm. cutting around and stuff and bits of slow motion and you know yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. it's great yeah. what a great game yeah <laughs> so i thought um as a bit of treasure i would bring to the the podcast Ooh. i dug out the original google doc um where when i you know that i wrote to sort of pitch to everyone else in a kind of like does anyone want to do some more tabletop what if we what if we did this um, so do you want me to read read some of read some of that? I want I want nothing more than to know what's in this Google Doc. <laughs> I mean, you have heard it before, Jane, two years ago. Yeah, but I it was two years. It was yeah. more than two years ago. Yeah. So it's as good as never having heard it. Uh, okay, so uh, the document is called Oxventure Spinoff Concept, and um, yeah, this was my kind of best foot forward. I think in 2020 actually was when I pitched this. It we, must have been. Yeah, we planned Blaze in the Dark quite a long time before we published it um, because we didn't know what we were doing. We wanted a big run up, um, you know, which was which was fun. Uh, it says a spinoff Oxventure series, also set in the world of Geth, but in a different time period, and not necessarily using the D and D 5e system. 
other ones posited were forged in the dark um which you know is the blades system um vampire the masquerade and pathfinder i've got written down mm-hmm. here as like kind of like other sort of things because we hadn't settled on in this early stage it being blades in the dark i think it was the front runner uh because johnny had spoken so highly of it but yeah we were talking about all different kinds of systems we could use um i think it was heavily uh, influenced by your particular taste as well because you were always going to be the gm this was your baby you know yes, your it was. project yeah yeah, yeah 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 um and i had a I felt like I had a, a a strong leaning towards the Blades in the Dark system because I, I think GMing is always easier if you're able to improvise strongly in a particular genre. And and uh-huh. I feel like I'm quite mentally saturated with Victorian stuff and steampunky stuff and like London stuff, you know? True. And and yeah. the, the kind of the setting of Blades in the Dark is is a kind of like alternate dark victorian london or venice like that kind of you know a sort of packed cramped city um it's why i it's why i was very excited to gm blades in the dark and would be a bit more reluctant about gming like some other games in like just particular settings you think like well i'm trying to think of an example now Vamp- uh, vampire the masquerade for example if you were I, um, doing vampire the masquerade but in san francisco and you've you don't yeah. know san francisco well it would be quite hard to yeah, yeah fill in exactly. the lifelike details of a city you're not yeah. familiar if you're, with or if yeah. you're just not that into vampires and you don't have vampire vocabulary and vampire tropes mm. at your beck and call like ready like fresh to mind because there's so much improvising in these games especially you're right you're- i absolutely must <laughs> You, yeah, I you absolutely act- must GM yeah. a game of Vampire the Masquerade you really in must. London. You in really London. must. I mean, I know I'm yeah. not the first person to say that to you or write that oh, to you in a tweet fine. or something. <laughs> but you know, like, I do want to. Yeah, it's a waste otherwise. If you have all of that mm. vocabulary front mm. of mind and you know yeah. what you know what a vampire would do in a given situation mm. and you know what would happen in a sexy vampire nightclub in a given you know, situation mm. or something. I, I never thought of it like that. The, the, the sort of genre forward yeah. as your like decision maker oh, yeah, for, yeah, yeah, you know, what yeah. do you, what do you want to play? Not the system necessarily, but the, you know, your, your natural familiarity with all the stuff that's going to be in that world. If you line up five people and you're one of them, Jane, and all of the others have just like lesser degrees of vampire fiction consumed in their lifetime. Mm. And I say to you like, all right, it's improv time. You walk into a vampire nightclub. Nobody knows that you're not a vampire uh, and you pick up a chair and you throw it at the DJ. Like uh-huh. you will, it, if you, if you count, if you had a timer, you will have a faster response time of like what happens next, you know, or like a, or a, 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 a possible thing to happen next. So got it. Yeah. yeah. I think, I think it yeah. really helps to be, you know, operating in a, a genre that you're passionate about or that you feel like you've consumed mm. a lot of media in. And that's why D&D is so magic for us to bring it back around is that we're yeah. all massive Tolkien nerds exactly. or, or at least fan- fantasy nerds of some flavor or another. That certainly makes it easy to be funny in that because like you're so you're so uh, bathed in fantasy tropes and concepts that it's very easy to like make them absurd. Mm, um, mm, you know. Yeah. Like elves. Yeah. <laughs> Just that- <laughs> Just elves. Just elves. That's the joke. <laughs> That's the tweet. Elves. <laughs> and publish. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, to come back to my document, I was thinking every yes. e- each adventure is a bottle episode I wrote in 2020, featuring two or three players. Players are on rotation. So on a given air date, it takes two hours of those three individuals' time. 
Uh, it means that Johnny gets to play without committing to more planning, which is, you know, sort of a, a big time sink mm. in, in this kind of stuff. Um, a fixed setting that would suit the bottle uh, ep format. Um, so I, I have like, I had some ideas, like different concepts for this, sh- for, for Blaze in the Dark. I don't know if I should read them out in case we want to do them one day, but like, do yeah, you want to save them? Should I, no, yeah. so save them, save them. Mm. You, ideas are precious, man. Yeah. But you, what you could do is explain what a bottle episode is for people who oh, may yeah, not be yeah, familiar with the Because it's kind of like a TV writing episode. And uh, you sorry, know what, actually? It's kind of a TV writing um, I think it's an phrase. increasingly obsolete TV concept because there aren't that yes. many. There are fewer and fewer shows that, that, that do bottle episodes. Um, If right. you ever watched The X-Files, that's what I think of with a bottle episode. It's like every episode, the um, uh, each episode stands by itself. And uh, so like at the beginning of an X-Files episode, Mulder and Scully are sort of given a case to investigate. And by the end of the episode, they have investigated it and it's finished. And some things might happen in that episode that nudge along a sort of broader arc, like Mulder might get a clue as to where his sister went or something. But broadly speaking, the story starts, Mm. the story ends, and Mm. you don't need to have watched... You don't need to watch them in order even, you know, like Netflix. Okay, so yeah. a, a self-contained standalone little story. Yeah, self-contained uh, story. My understanding of bottle episode though was that it also included the element of of the characters in it being like somehow um contained themselves. Oh right. right? Okay, yes. Yes. Like, sure, as in trapped sure. somewhere. Like a, a literal yeah. bottle episode would be is you know, that they're they're trapped in a room together or they're trapped in an elevator together or yeah. they're, you know, in some way limited yeah, you're right. which maximizes their exposure to each other well, so you get a lot of kind of character interaction in, in tv vocab bottle episodes are like supposed to be a kind of a special one-off really aren't they it's like oh, yeah, here's yeah, a kind yeah. of special bottle episode and you might do like yeah. one per show and they feel very yes. kind of special and unique i'm trying to think of an example um i'm mostly thinking of in a meta way you remember community of course yeah yeah yeah. that's yeah, where yeah. i get most of my tv vocab from sure. because yeah. abed is obsessed with yes. television vocabulary yes. and so they make a joke when they do a bottle episode yeah he's like i episode. hate that this is a bottle episode bottle because i'm trapped happens. here with all these people in yeah. the library or yeah. whatever room it yeah. is yeah well everyone yeah everyone is effectively trapped in every episode of blades in the dark because you're sort of like at the beginning the players get trapped in a bad situation um ah, more, yeah, more often yeah, than yeah. not and so you know each one feels. Yep. I suppose they're not really bottle episodes, though, are they? By the by, the letter of the by the letter of the law, because they are. Um, uh, I know what you mean, they, though. Yeah, also, yeah. M- monster of the week monster isn't quite week right is either. The more well, appropriate term, yeah, yeah. We don't have a. Uh, we don't exactly have a. Uh, I don't know. You you make the call there. The, the monster of the week is a sort of, again, yeah. a slightly outdated TV vocab term for a show where there's a single episode with a single like baddie or single. Uh, monster or 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 danger or something yeah and and again like <laughs> not to sound like a like a grumpy old man or anything but like i do i do <laughs> don't miss making like that anymore don't, yeah it, it's it's increasingly rare to find like big budget high profile tv shows that, that mm. do have a uh, monster of the week or like yeah. bottle or like anthology feel to them or like any, anything yeah. anything like that it's like, the exception rather than the norm yeah now I, you, I think we can yeah. blame streaming since we're being, you know, grumpy well, and old about it. Yeah, because you, streaming the, the modern thing is for an episode of a TV show to finish in a way that pulls you strongly into the next one, right. which is going to autoplay in 10 seconds yeah, yeah. unless Back you intervene. Back into the Netflix vortex. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. So, um, you know, uh, TV shows have become a lot more, um, I don't know what the word would be, sequential, linear, um, uh, narratively straightforward, arc-based. Um, 
Yeah, know. yeah, art based is a good is a good way yeah. of putting it. Well, you know, like Game yeah. of Thrones, you know, a bunch of things are happening and at the end. Yep. Uh, yeah. Well, I guess it's more like a traditional drama. It's a, it's the drama format. Everything is drama. Yeah, yeah. Now. yeah. Everything There's is. There's an episode it- where Jamie Lannister kind of goes off and and defeats a a big wolf. Would that episode, there were something. Jane? Because that actually <laughs> sounds brilliant. Or yeah, a bottle episode where d- yeah, d- yeah, Daenerys and they get stuck in a crypt together Bran or something. Stu- yeah, they yeah. get <laughs> they go into a crypt and the door shuts behind them. And they have and to they- talk about their feelings. Yeah, 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 yeah exactly. Do some flashbacks. Oh, oh yeah, good times. Oh. Anyway, good times. Right, I don't yeah. want to complain too much about TV. But, you know. <laughs> um, Somehow, yeah. So, so there you go. So that was basically the the kind of the thinking behind Blades in the Dark that we would all get to have, you know, uh, interact with each other on a bit more of a kind of one on one on one, um, intimate level, and that that would be fun. Uh, and you know, also that it would kind of take the idea of Ox Venture away from being tied so tightly to dungeons and dragons you know because i think i think mm. obviously like so many people D was our way in to tabletop um but you know we, I, I think i think we wanted ox venture to not just be something that was like dungeons and dragons we wanted it to be you know broader than that Mm-mm. yeah as a as a genre fan i think yeah more genres is better yeah. Um, it was all basically a um, Trojan horse pitch because uh, I wanted to write the music for it. And that was like the only way, unfortunately, um, to write the music for it is to GM a whole. Have to do a whole show. <laughs> to do an enormous amount of difficult world building. Yeah. I, I have, wanted um, to write some steampunky Victorian music. I have. I'm just I've also got open here the document that is like my planning document for like the whole two seasons. And it is like 65 dense pages long. Good Lord. Absolutely wild. Yeah. Wow. Um, but, it, you know, it was really, really fun. I loved planning Blades in the Dark. I loved thinking about just that world a bit and thinking about how it related back to, um, you know, to Geth, the, the, the setting of D&D. Um, oh, yeah. We haven't even talked about the um, oh yeah yeah the crossover. Maybe that maybe that's for uh, next week on the podcast. Yeah, okay. Talk about how it relates to Geth because I'm looking at the comments in the original video and and already people were, you know, speculating on how these characters mm. yeah. are or are not related to the D and D characters because it's all it's all Geth. How how long after D and D is this set? Um, I can't remember. What ex- era is Dungeons and Dragons and what era is Blades in the Dark <laughs> in this world? Um. So a lot of things are left deliberately vague because I don't want to like write th- mm. like write into re- reality things that are going to be a problem like for Johnny later. Um, yes. You know, I want Johnny be- to be able to say like, this is what happens 300 years in the future or whatever, and it not contradicts something. So like, I think yeah. we, we do talk about like vague timeframes, but I think the idea is that no one in the Blades in the Dark world is quite sure how long ago dungeons and dragons was because the idea is that like there's been some kind of calamity in the past that that has caused magic to bleed out of the world um and you know and with it a a complete change in uh you know society and the world and the dangers inherent therein without magic people have had to start kind of uh basically be you know being a lot more industrious and a lot more inventy and building things and yeah. And stuff like so it that. means it means the sort of Dungeons and Dragons era is basically prehistory. Yes. In this realm. In yeah, this yeah, yeah, world. Yeah. Like most like lost to the mists of time. I think that the the kind of the immediate pressures for survival and food and money are so intense on like most like residents of 
uh, Volisport, which is where Bla the city where Blaze in the Dark is set. I think they are so high and the pressure is so intense that like most people don't care or don't have time or don't have access to whatever kind of history lessons mm. would be teaching them that. So, yeah. you know, it like it's a, a little bit like in post-apocalyptic things like, you know, in The Last of Us, Ellie's knowledge of the of like the world before is yeah. you know relatively limited and there's a lot of stuff yeah. that she just doesn't care to learn you don't have time to study the fossil yeah, yeah. record of of yeah. dragonborns exactly when uh you're yeah. trying to scrape by yeah i imagine that there are people in volisport like with libraries and knowledge and if you have enough money if you're born to wealth and power and you want to like you know invest your life in the in the study of the past then like there are people who did that and there are people who you know you meet some of them as the thing as the as the as the story runs on you know people yes. who do know a little bit about what happened in the past but the knowledge is like very niche and and mm -hmm. frankly unimportant to to most mm. people i think unimportant but there will there will be mm. easter eggs so oh, yeah. delicious easter eggs yeah. keep an ear out yeah. coming up in the weeks to come on the Ox Venture podcast um, which we're still calling the Oxventure D&D podcast for the time being, but is most definitely not yeah. for the next next yeah. few episodes. That's to so do with complications with renaming a podcast. It is <laughs> <laughs> yes, that, that's right. all it is. Yeah, Not for you to worry about. Yeah. Right. Thanks so much, Luke, Cheers. for joining us on the Oxventure podcast. No Always a pleasure. And um, have a wonderful week. And you at home, everyone, have a wonderful week week thanks for listening yeah, we appreciate easy, you being here take it easy have a good one